Hallelujah. Ah, we bless the name of Jesus. Glory. Glory to the King. That is my hope that we, um, some way, somehow, some way, somehow, um, that we as a people um, have a real relationship with the Most High through the week. course uh, we all know that the only way a relationship works is that both parties must be involved so if one party is not involved um, the relationship won't work if only one party is putting forth the effort it's not going to work and that's what the, uh, the church or the assembly, what people call it today, has pretty much come down to. And uh, what we uh, have been used to or what we call Christianity. Um, can you turn this thing up or something? It um, is likened to a relationship with a husband and wife who have grown bitter towards each other and when they want satisfaction they go hit the bedroom then they get it over and then they right back on to their way again that's what the church has done or the um, community uh, they're supposed to be the Israelites of God that's what they have done with uh, the head of the church and then in the assembly if we don't have a relationship with God then how we are gonna how are we gonna know how to perform a natural relationship like the Bible teaches us with Christ in the church. Am I making any sense? Hallelujah. So uh, this is why we as a people end up desolate um, towards each other. It's because we actually behave towards each other the way we actually behave towards our God. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know what I mean? I have to, um, I do a lot of people, I don't know, this, this time, this, this, this week has actually been a very short week, actually very short as far as me answering questions. I really don't answer many at all. I only had about a total maybe 15 or 20 messages sent my way this week, so that's not bad. That's a good week. But I've learned that people, they're not interested in the truth. Did y'all hear what I said? I said, I have learned. Now, when I, that don't mean I just got it. Let me rephrase this. I've learned over the years that people are not interested in the truth. Now, you want me to tell you what they're really interested in? People are interested in people being conformed and changed into the image of the world they have created for themselves. Did I just tell the truth? You know, I, just, I know I did. That's what we're interested in. So now the scriptures fulfilled about the love of many wax cold. And the reason why the love of many wax cold, it tells before that, because iniquity shall abound. That means lawlessness 
has become the norm of function today. Hmm? Am I making sense? Anything whatsoever at all? Hmm? When you look at that, um, um, the behavior of faggots, that's got to be the nastiest thing. I mean, the nastiest, most vile thing that there can be when it comes to human understanding. And the book says, and you ever understand, have you ever seen how militant fags are, homosexuals are? You ever seen them? You know the reason why they're so militant in defending and justifying their lifestyle? It's because the Bible already called that behavior before they developed that attitude and mindset. See, the way God operates and stuff like that, he says, he says, I'll tell you what I'll do. You're going to continue with that type of behavior. You're going to keep doing it. What I'll do is I'll allow you to believe that that behavior is justified. I will ever make you think that it's so right that you will fight against anybody who says otherwise. So that's why they can sing in choirs in these churches and preach in pulpits and because that's what a reprobate mind does. You know, let me just read it to you real quick and we'll move on. But that, see, and that's why we have to be careful that in, in no matter what we do, that we don't have a nature of lawlessness where we're breaking the word of God in any aspect of our own lives. Because, let me, see, let me read for it. The Bible says, because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. You see that? But they became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became Fools. Did you hear that? They became fools. Now look at this. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image like to corruptible man. Now we know man got corrupted because of sin. And so they're trying to make God out of the same nature that man is. A sin sinful God. Sinful most high. Hmm? Watch this now. Look at this. As the birds fall for the beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own heart. Notice, notice. He allowed them. Gave means here. You can have this. You can believe this. He, when he said, I gave them over to, up to their own uncleanliness. The lust of their own hearts. You hear that? Look at this. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves. See, so, so something that is not lawful has now become lawful to these people. It's the law. Why? Because God gave them over to it. All right, watch this. Watch this. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. See what they've done? They changed the truth of God into a lie. And you see it? Come here, Sister Carol. They changed the truth of God into a lie. You see... I'm a man, and this is a woman. 
So in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. Is that right? That is right, right? This is not changing the truth of God into a lie. This is the established order ordained from the beginning, from the foundations of the world. Now make any sense. She don't have the same operation working in her body as I have in mine. Now make any sense. But when you get, skip over here for a second. Come on up here, brother Ed. These people who now, who have changed the image of the uncorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. You've got to have a fallen nature and a fallen attitude to not understand that God didn't create me and then him. Did y'all hear that? That's why God said he gave them all to vile affection. See, now, because they have changed it, and God has allowed them to go on through to this perverted type of thinking. Now they believe that this is more right than this. Did y'all understand that? That's the type of mindset. That's the reason why I tell us. You see, the Bible clearly tells us that, that this type of behavior, this, this fagism, this homosexuality stuff right here. The Bible tells us clearly what the judgment of this type of behavior is going to bring. And this is the reason why they won't repent. Because they believe that they're right. Because God is not trying to change their minds. Y'all hear that? He's not trying to. That not make any sense. The purpose of marriage is to produce an offspring. When the Bible says, when man... Leaves his father and mother. Y'all come here. Says when a man leaves his father and mother. Mother. Father, mother. I left father and mother. And he goes, join himself into his wife. And these two twain. They become one flesh. Come up here, Chuck. Run up here. They become one flesh. Did you hear that? Come here, Chuck. This is how we became one flesh. Is that making sense? I mean, the reason why I got to ask is because if we can understand this aspect, are you following me? And use this as a, a benchmark or a tool of teaching, then maybe we shouldn't be so uh, lawless and stubborn in every other aspect in our lives. We would actually work at holiness. So we become one flesh. Thank you. So what happens if we twain again? Come here, Lydia. We're still producing one flesh. See, we twain again, and we produce one flesh. You see that? Thank you very much, y'all. There's no way, contrary to nature, come over here, Brother Ed, that you can put two men together and become one flesh. The thing that he had used your rear end for was to bring out the stuff that you put into your body into the drought. It's nasty. 
It has a particular purpose. Now, both men and women both have rear ends. But both of them don't have the same plumbing. So these people are fighting against God. They're perverted. They're perverted. Watch this. Watch this. Let me finish this so we can get on. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. And worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And for this cause, God gave them unto vile affections. You know, see, that's a vile affection. See, we know what the context of the story is. When I'm a man, and my affections go out to another man the way that it should a woman, that is called a vile affection. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Get on up here, Ashley and Carol. Y'all hear that? Not only, not only the men, but even the women. What, what are they going to do to each other? This is how we know we're in the end times and the king is soon to come because God had already called this thing for it to happen. You get two women that's going to leave the natural use of a man. And two men that is going to leave the natural use of a woman. You can't produce anything on this earth. Now we got this being promoted as marriage. We got this being promoted as marriage in this wicked, vile country. And we want to go and get their permission to get married, which the institution of marriage is ordained by God himself. We want a license to do this. And they want license to do that. Which is contrary to the nature of God. Now, I'm, I'm going to get to my point now. Thank y'all. I'm getting to my point. And it's not all about the, the vile nature of homosexuals either. This is, I'm, getting, I'm going somewhere else with this too also. So, for this cause God gave them unto vile affections. Even their women did change their natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust, one towards another, men working with men. Now, you get these new modern-day translations, it don't talk like this. Working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Y'all hear this? They didn't want God in their knowledge. They don't want God in their mind. We don't want to hear anything about God. Watch this now. Look at this. Look at this. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. You hear that? He, called, he said he gave them over to a reprobate mind. When you give over to a reprobate mind, that means your mind no longer functions the normal way. That means that, that things that that God has already ordained to be vile is now become normal to you. Hmm? Look at this. Look at this. 
being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covenant, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, and whispers. You know, all these homosexuals have, have this spirit, all these spirits right here, every bit of them. Backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, bolster, inventor of evil things, disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God and they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do it. So you're not going to convince these faggots and these homosexuals who are going against the natural order of things that they're wrong. That's why they continue in it. I just told you, I just went to a, a commandment-keeping church up in New Jersey. That's what we, Bethel Commandment Church, commandment-keeping church in New Jersey. And I wouldn't have believed unless I saw it myself. I walked into the church and it reeked and stink with faggots from the pulpit to the last door in the building. No wonder we got kicked out. And so... We can easily see this and we can say amen, can't we? But how is it that we can't see the other things that the Bible commands us then? Have we been given over to a reprobate mind in other areas? It's easy to condemn the fags and the homosexuals. Sure it is because the Bible does it itself. What about the way you act and behave? Uh-oh. That's why I start off have you really truly been spending time with him? Have you been intimate with your most high uh, this week? Because the way you treat each other is the same way you treat him. You may don't see it that way because you could be given over to vile affections. Have you been kind, loving and affection one to another? Brothers and sisters, church? Mm. Come on. Aren't we supposed to have fervent charity amongst ourselves? So the family structure, the husband and wife, is the example of the way that the church is supposed to be functioning. And when you have an order today that's defined the very order of God, are you understanding what I mean? How can people know what's wrong and what's right? We live in a time where the prophet already called it Isaiah, Woe unto them they call good evil and evil good. And we've done it. We're here. You understand what I mean? That's the reason why we Israelites have to be different. We must be different. You understand what I mean? See, a lot of people don't have the knowledge of God like we do. See, a lot of these people who have this, these homosexual spirits in their, in their bloodline. See, they don't understand spiritual warfare. and notice these things generational skip at times. Because they ignore the word of God. They don't understand it. So the chances are their children is going to end up with that same spirit. That's why it's good that their children not be left alone. That they be under some type of supervision. I don't care who it is. I don't care how much you love aunt, niece, uncle, nephew, cousin, whatever. God, that don't leave them alone. Oh, hallelujah. Without an adult who has a sound mind. Not a mind that's going to reprobate. Oh. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. See, because when you ignore the spiritual aspect, you don't know what you are allowing.
to take place. And of course, the majority of people today are impotent when it comes to power of the Holy Ghost. You go to church, you can pipe to these people all day long, and they won't dance, come the truth. But when a feeling comes, boy, they'll dance too. But the homosexuals dance at the same thing you hear too. Isn't that amazing how truth seems to just knock the wind right out of us? When the whole reason for truth and the whole purpose for truth is to set you free. Isn't that the truth? So this is the reason why I rejoice in the Most High himself because he has not turned us over to vile affections, but he allows us to continually to hear his truth and impart them into the inward parts. Allows us to continue to grow. You think about it. Hmm? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And if you're not joyful, then how much strength do you have? Come on, answer. Oh, see, so the majority of our week, we walk around with our heads down, don't we? We walk around heavy and depressed because we are not serving the Lord with gladness. And that's what this feast day is about, too, especially tabernacles coming up. Oh, may the most high grandness understand. That's the reason why I am enthralled. I am deeply, deeply in love with the most high. I really, truly am. That scripture, every time I hear it, it pops up in my mind. Man shall not live by bread alone. And, of course, now we have persuasions today that are trying to get us to do everything to not use this book. You know, they say things like, well, you do know that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that are not written in that book. Well, I know the book because the book says that. But everything that is said, it will say the same thing that Jesus said. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed forth out of the mouth of God. And they would answer, it is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. Ain't that what Christ answered? Oh, hallelujah. So it's hard to come and in, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise when you haven't been in his presence all week long. That's why it's a labor in worship service because you haven't done the things that you're supposed to. You haven't been intimate. See, most times, you know, what, what do people do when they get hurt? First thing they want to do is they go on and look for somebody to talk to and stuff, but they, they, they don't practice not being hurt. And then the whole reason for going to talk to somebody else is to point your finger at somebody else so that you can make yourself feel better. So that you can figure out a way to get those people to fit into your world. See, I, I expect that when truth like this come forth, that man, shoot, we should be running around, man. Shoot. See, we're wired backwards. We should be rejoicing. Praise the Lord. That is a true glory be to God. You know the reason why that doesn't happen? Because repentance that changes the heart. Repentance that changes the mind. Repentance that changes the character. Repentance that changes the attitude. Repentance that changes the spirit. It's just not sought for. And of course, I understand that too. Because think about it. Esau sought carefully with repentance. Tears he had. And he still wasn't received. That's why your heart 
You cannot. You have to guard it. You cannot allow your heart to get cold and hard and indifferent. See, this life is more than just going through the motion. This thing is, this thing is something that has to be lived, breathed. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. It has to come from our innermost part being. Because most of us don't think like this on a daily basis. That's the reason why we have to come to services, assembly, so we can be reminded over and over and over and over again how we should behave ourselves, especially in the house of God. That's the reason why we come to hear preach, because what it does is it helps us, and, and when we can see our way, the error of our way, it helps us to try to continually keep us on the path, and God knew this. That's the reason why he said, I chose by the foolishness of preaching, to save them that believe. Now, how many times you got to be saved? I'll tell you how many times I got to be saved. I got to be saved every single day. Every day. Not just one time. Every day. I have to keep myself in the love of God every day. I wouldn't dare presume to have the audacity of thinking that I've already arrived, especially when I really truly look at myself in the mirror and know who I really am. Oh, this is just true. Anyway, uh, praise the Lord. You know, I, can, I usually rejoice at this. I really do. Hallelujah. We bless the name of Jesus. Anyway, let us greet each other and press the name of Jesus. Give each other a hug and kiss. Hallelujah. It's good to see the brothers and sisters after a long weekend. Here we are on Sabbath. The Sabbath of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. The King. Is coming.
I guess the Holy Spirit can tell when something's off too. Then. That just didn't sound right at all. Mm. Well, anyway. Well, we, we thank you for the first two at least. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's be the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day. We do give you glory for all things. We truly do. Speak to us your words of truth. Pray these saints sink deep down in our heart. In my name of Jesus. Amen. All right, you may be seated. We got a lot of ground to cover here. Short period of time, but not much because, um, you know, I just cannot um, go. Hallelujah. I just cannot go. Um, I know that we have uh, the ability to sit for four, five, and six hours. We used to do that all the time, all the time. I, I mean, our minimum service used to be three hours. Just That was bare minimum. <laughs> that was just minimum. I mean, that, that was real. Whew. It was. That was the actual minimum, minimum service because I said I got to get up here and I got to build. Now, brother, when you get up here, brother, you want to adjust this thing, okay, bro? Until we fix this, until I build another, until I build a pulpit, okay? I'm gonna build a pulpit. I'm gonna make that thing from about here over here. I am. I'm gonna extend that thing from right here, to way over here, for a reason too. And I'm gonna bring this out. We'll get to it one day. Be the father's will. We gotta do all this other stuff first. Yeah. I keep saying we. We don't mean me, myself, and I either. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Lord to the king. I told you, I, hey, I just, I'm telling you, I love Jesus so much. And I understand he said, a man must work wise yet day. Didn't he say it? Did he say that? Because a night cometh when no man shall work. So, man, I, hey, are we not children of the day and not children of the light? Night, amen. So I'm going to work. And I'm going to drive everybody crazy who don't want to work. Yeah, I will too. Glory. Hallelujah. Good seeing Israelites. I promise you it is. It's a beautiful thing to see Israelites, brother. You got that mic just adjusted just right, brother? Let's give Ed a test, brother. Testing one, two, three. Hallelujah. You all right? You all right with that? Can you hear yourself? Yeah. I hear myself. It's important to hear yourself. Are you comfortable? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Gotta make sure brother ain't taken care of now. Huh? Hallelujah. You gotta take care of the scribe. That's not a bad, bad, bad connotation there, a bad note, brother. Glory to the king. Ah. Our king is good. Amen. And what we're gonna do here this morning, because we, you know, we're we're in the going into the last of the fall feast. You know, three times in a year. What the scripture says, right? Hallelujah. So we're quickly approaching the Feast of Tabernacles, which we're getting ourselves ready. And, of course, the saints um, in, in South Carolina, they've been calling and asking questions left and right because they listen to everything. I mean, they, they aren't they, Sister Carol? Somebody say yeah for Sister Carol. She decided. There she is. <laughs> I'm saying South Carolina boy. I tell you what, man. I yeah. I think I'll be going. I think when I go down there to see them, I think that I actually uh, am saying something that they hadn't heard before. But I forgot that I could, you know, I send them the DVDs, and so they're sitting there listening and stuff. And I keep forgetting. Now wait a minute. 
these people know. <laughs> you understand what I mean? They listen to them. Man, do they listen. And they know too. So I think the most high for what he's doing for the, the people of, of God in South Carolina because they truly love God. And Brother Austin, the other day he went out and um, um, while he was going out to, you know, look for a piece of land because I give him an instruction to tell him to go look for a piece of land. Um, and so he, he was inside of a store and there was a lady there, a young lady there that had a, uh, 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 some type of splint or a cast or something like on her ankle or something like that. And he asked her, said the Holy Spirit spoke in his heart. And he said that the Holy Spirit said this, go over there and heal her. Now, of course, you know, religious people today, they don't ever hear that. Christians never hear that. You know, religious people don't ever hear that. You know the reason why? Come on. Oh, praise God. I, I'm going to try my best to stay the course to not beat up on Christianity today, okay? But anyway, so Austin said, I was obedient to the voice. Don't that sound like scripture, brother? I went over, he said, can I ask you something, if you don't mind? Let me ask you, he said, how, how, what, what happened to your leg? Well, I got a fractured bone and the ligament is partially torn. And he says, well, if you don't mind, I'd like to pray for you. She said, oh, sure, sure, be glad for you too. I said, okay, because she was walking on some crutches. You know what I mean? It couldn't put no, no weight, a lot of, you know, just a little deep, deep little here. It couldn't put a lot of load, you know, on it. So he kneels down and he starts praying for her. He said, you could tell because, boy, the lady started looking and moving. It's like, oh, boy, what in the world? Oh, boy, oh, boy. And she said, boy, I could feel that. So anyway, he says, all right, now walk around. Try to walk around. She put all the crutches down, start walking around. She's going, wow, praise the Lord. He says, is there any pain there? Just a little bit? And she said, he said, she said well, yeah, just a little bit. He said, let's hit it again. I wonder where he learned that from. <laughs> I wonder where he learned that from. Let's hit it again. So they hit it again, man, said, next thing you know, that lady was walking around like nothing ever happened to her at all. Is that not a good testimony? Huh? Is that not a good testimony? That means that that man must be living a life without sin. Because we know that God do not hear sinners. All right now. All right now. Is that not the truth? So y'all keep on keeping on down there in South Kakalaki. Keep showing them people how to do it because there definitely ain't too much going on on that East Coast anyway. Hallelujah. But we thank the Father for what we do have. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we're going to rejoice. And that's what the tabernacle is all about. It's a time of rejoicing. Amen. We glad that we teach Jesus. I'm serious and we don't have to apologize for it. We glad that we preach what the apostles and prophets taught. Amen. Amen. We are, I'm, I'm proud of it. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And you should be very proud of your heritage as Israelites. Amen. I promise you. Hallelujah. Now, the Feast of Tabernacles, is, you know, it goes by many, many names. The Feast of Booze, the Feast of Ingatherings, the Hebrew name for it is uh, Sukkot. All right, S-U-Suk is really the Feast of Suk, or when you add S-U-K-K-O-T or K-O-T on it, making it plural, Sukkot's. All right, follow me, it speaks of feast as in a plural form. But in Deuteronomy 16, 
verse 16 and 17, the Bible says, and this is what the scripture says. Read on, brother. Come on with it. Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God. Did y'all hear that? Three times in a year. Come on now. In the place which he shall choose. Now we know that the place that the Most High has chose is wherever his people are gathered. It used to be in Jerusalem or Jerusalem. It used to be there. But we know that Christ had already told us, like he told the woman, that neither in this place nor at Jerusalem, as you follow me, that people are going to worship the Father. But they that worship the Father must worship him in spirit and in truth. And see, that's the thing about his feast. His feast is about the worship of him in spirit and in truth. Because the word of God is quick. And it is powerful, it's sharpening any two-edged sword. The spirit and the word, they agree. Amen. They always do. They confirm each other. Are you following me? The spirit and the word agree. Somebody said, well, where is that in the Bible? Simple. It's all over the place. Pick your place. Whatever the spirit says, the word said, and the word said, the spirit said, because the word became flesh. Isn't that right? Amen. And he dropped among us. Now, is there a particular Bible verse that says the spirit and the word agree? No, it's not. That's just putting it together. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. There are three that bear record in the earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld him. We did too. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That was Jesus. And the word became flesh. And he told John the Baptist, greatest prophet there ever was, the one who you see the spirit descend upon like a dove. And that was Christ himself. So you see the spirit and the word agree. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So three times in the year shall all males appear before the Lord. Read on. In the Feast of Unleavened Bread, uh -huh. in the Feast of Weeks, Feast of Weeks, and in the Feast of Tabernacles. Now what we got the Feast of Unleavened Bread consists of the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the Feast of First Fruits. That's in your first month. In the third month of that year comes what the Bible says the Feast of Weeks is what we commonly call Pentecost. And in the seventh month of that year, which is the Bible says right here is the Feast of Tabernacles, consists of the blowing of trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Do we got a good understanding with that? Hallelujah. Now, we're going to teach Christ. We're not going to teach Christianity. We're not going to teach Christian doctrine. We're going to teach Israelite doctrine. Is that all right? Amen. We're going to teach the heritage of our people. Amen. Those who are birthed by that spirit, the same spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And they shall not appear before the Lord. How? Empty. Don't come before him empty. And that means, that what that means is, is that you're supposed to be coming bearing something. And in the Feast of Tabernacles, y'all supposed to be bearing an offering. Later on, I'm going to tap Christianity, though, boy, with these little tithes and offering stuff. You know, everything is done away with but tithes and offering. <laughs> what hypocrites. These people, they just hypocrites, brother. Yes, Amen. Verse 17, read on, brother Ed. Every man shall give as he is able. You, how should you give? As you are able. Did y'all hear that? As you are able. I remember one year during the feast, I had, a, I had a little child come up to me and give me a nickel. I said, well, bless the father. 
just gave me a nickel. <laughs> I said, hallelujah. I sure did. I put it in the church and spent it. <laughs> I sure did. Hallelujah. Glory to the king. Amen. Oh, never mind. Anyway, did you read verse 17? Part of it. Okay, read on. Finish on. According to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he hath given. That's how you do it, according to the blessing that he gives to you. Is that right? Now, the feast means, I'm talking about the feast in general. Just the feast in general. You know, the three feasts. The three major feasts of the Lord. The feast means in general. They, they are what you call a fixed appointed time. Did y'all hear that? They are a fixed appointed time. I can't change it. You can't change it because they are not the feast of the Jews because there were no Jews around when these feasts were given. Amen. Is that all right? They're not the feast of the Christians because there's no such thing as a Christian. Amen. All right? There's something that Roman made, Rome made up through the Emperor Constantine. All right, follow me? They were, and they're not the feast of the Israelites, believe it or not. I'm sorry to bust everybody's theological bubble, but God says that these are his feasts. Amen. And only God's people are going to obey what he says. Amen. So in a world that does away with everything that is God, you know, he does have a remnant. What he told him, he said, he told Elijah, he said, they don't think you're the only one. I got 7,000 that has not bowed their knee to Baal. Are you following me? And we just happen to be a part of that remnant that has not bowed our knee to Baal. We have not bowed our knee to lies. We have not bowed our knees to what these people out here are putting down and trying to change the mind. By trying to convince us that there are certain things within Christ that are obsolete. We don't believe that. We believe the book. Is that all right? Amen. Hallelujah. And even when we come up on these feasts, the day of them themselves, we're going to teach it again. We're going to teach it again. And we're going to teach it again. We're going to teach it. And we're going to preach it. And then we get finished with that, we're going to teach it some more. And we're going to preach it some more. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And then when we get finished with that, and you get finished um, hearing it, then you go home and teach it to your children. And preach it to them too. And keep on teaching and preaching. Where the only thing they want to say is, Blessed be the name of the Most High. <laughs> That's the way it ought to be. Is that all right? But these are set appointed times that the Most High made for himself. And that's the reason why he chose a people to serve him. Am I making any sense? Now, there are a few points that we need to cover first before we go on, all right? Proverbs 16, 21 through 23. Read on, brother Ed. The wise in heart shall be called prudent. See, that's the wise in heart. They shall be called prudent. And you know, brothers and sisters, this is the reason why we're sitting here on Sabbath. It's because God has chosen us. The Most High has chosen us to be wise in heart. Did y'all hear that? This is our wisdom, and this is our understanding. All right? Come on with it. And the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. The sweetness of the lips, what do they do? Increase they increase learning. learning. So we are in Sabbath. Educational school this morning. Hallelujah. 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 If we won't call it that. Read on. Understanding is a wellspring of life. Now, what is understanding? It's a wellspring of life. Y'all understand that? That's what understanding is. See, that's the reason why you will not die. You'll never die. You'll never die because you're going to continue to keep increasing in understanding, increasing in the ways of the Most High. 
while the whole world is desolate and going from him, we're going to continue to keep going to him through obedience. Hallelujah. And all our righteousness of him. Read on. But the instruction of fools is folly. It's a bunch of folly. Come on. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth. That means you teach your mouth what to say. You teach your mouth how to speak. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. And addeth learning to his lips. And he adds more learning to his lips. Now, Jeremiah 3.15 says. And I will give you pastors according to mine and heart. And what are these pastors, according to his heart, supposed to do? We shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So you know that we're getting understanding from the Most High himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, most people believe when Jesus came, he fulfilled the feast days. But the fact remains that even though Jesus is, a, is the very image of the Most High himself. Are you following me? Is the Most High himself. Y'all listening to me? Now, I'm going to give some understanding here this morning. All right? Understanding. All right? That body or that flesh was not God. Am I making sense? Yes, sir. It was the spirit that was in that flesh Amen. that is God. Amen. So when we say that there's one God, that's exactly what we mean. Amen. There's here, O Israel, there is only one. The Lord our God is one. Did y'all hear that? Amen. Did y'all hear that? So when it said the word became flesh, that means the one who is without beginning and without end. The one who don't have no mama or no papa, no anybody else. He's all God all by himself. Amen. He's the one that put his breath, his spirit, his life into that body. And that body was called Christ. Amen. And that Christ was a sacrifice. For his people to redeem them and atone for the sins, which are many, to bring them back, to purchase them back to the one that created them. Amen. So that was the most high that allowed that body that he prepared for himself to be crucified on our behalf. Am I making any sense? All right. Now, I'm glad that we got that, okay? So that means that the Most High himself is the tabernacle. Y'all yeah, remember the teaching we just did about the tabernacle, right? Was that not beautiful, having a yes, good understanding of yes, who Christ was, who he is? Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, this is why we're wise because we're increasing in learning. Amen. Isn't that all right? It's just a beautiful thing to have this understanding. Y'all don't understand. See, many of y'all youthful, young people, you're sitting here and stuff, you're getting fed stuff that the older people wish they had known years ago. Amen. Amen. We hear it for the first time, and we don't understand how. I'll tell you, if you want to know what it means to be hungry in this world, ask some of the older people. They're not talking about natural. They're talking about spiritually hungry. Amen. There's something about this food, this bread that God gives. Amen. Hmm? Then Jesus said, and this is the bread which came down from heaven. Amen. This is the manna. Isn't that something? Right. The manna, the same manna that our fathers ate of in the wilderness. We're eating and partaking of that same manna right now. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 This is good. This is good. That's the reason why that on a fast, hey, we can go ahead and continue to live and keep on existing because man is not living by bread alone. We're living by that word, that word which was the bread of life, which come down from heaven. It's the thing that continues to nourish us. It's the thing that continues to, to help us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's that word that comes in and it feeds our very soul that keeps us going. 
So when the flesh get weak, boy, the, the spirit get weak. Boy, I tell you, the soul, it continues to grow stronger and stronger and stronger. Let the flesh get weak. Amen. It's appointed to die. That's what the flesh is for. It's appointed to die. But God said, Christ said, if you're in me, you'll never taste death. You'll never. So we're going to get an understanding about a lot of stuff today, okay? A lot of stuff. So the things y'all get taught, don't let these things slip. Don't let these things slip, okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Most High himself, he is the tabernacle and he is the feast which we are doing these things in honor to and of. All right? Amen? Amen. Now, you have to understand, he has always showed himself to us in some way, shape, fashion, or form. He's, he's always asked. I mean, he's way up there in glory, but yet David said, if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. Where can I go and hide from you? Nowhere. You're everywhere. Why? Because the Most High is a spirit. Do you understand that? He is a spirit. All right, folks, so ain't nobody going to be hiding from him. Amen? Amen? But this is the very reason why we need understanding of his calendar. His calendar. See, we got two calendars that we're actually influenced by. We are. The majority of the world is only influenced by one, but we influenced by two. Because we, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. So there are certain aspects that we have to abide by as long as it don't conflict with what this is. Whatever the world says conflicts with the, the order of the way that he say things is. We're not going to obey you, king. Is that right? Oh, hallelujah. There's no question. So we're going to look at these feasts right here. And we're going to see what the prophecy says. We're going to go to Leviticus 23, verse 4. And let's see what the Most High says. Come on. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations. Now, these are his feasts, and these are his holy convocations. You know, I was on the internet the other day looking at all these people having these holy convocations, and none of them are having holy convocations in honor of him. They just make up convocations and just make up stuff to do after their own and then want to put God all in it and think God is going to honor that. I'm going to tell you right now, no matter how good your intentions are, if you're disobedient, God is not going to honor it. And that spirit that you think that you're feeling is the Holy Spirit. Is the same spirit that these people out here get in these funeral homes whenever somebody dying, run around, act like they got the Holy Ghost, a chicken with his head cut off. They ain't got him. Oh, hallelujah. So if you're obedient, the Holy Spirit will be there. You're disobedient, another spirit is going to come up. Hallelujah. But I marveled at the disobedience of these people who want to continue to keep trying to use our most high as their, their one Lord, their one king, their one uh, salvation. And then they go out and establish their own righteousness, have their own convocation, have their own thing and stuff, and not doing anything in honor of him. Because to honor him is to be obedient to him. Amen. Did I stress that point good enough? Yes, sir. So he said, these are the feasts of Yahweh. These are the feasts of the Yodhed Vahe or the most high himself. Do you understand that? Even holy convocations. Read on. Which ye shall proclaim in their season. In other words, you have a particular time that you need to be talking about these things. You got a particular time you need to be doing these things. All right? And they need to be proclaimed. They need to be heralded in their seasons. Now, verse, let's go to 23, verse 41, and let's see what it says. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths. Okay, you don't got verse 41. No. And you shall keep the feast unto the Lord seven days. Y'all hear that? Mm -hmm. We're going to keep this feast how long? Seven days in a year. And it shall be a statue forever in your 
generations. Did y'all hear this? It shall be a statue for how long? Forever in your generations. Now mind you, we're inundated with this society that tells us we don't have to obey his laws, his commandments, or his statutes. Yet, the Most High says in Leviticus 23:41, you shall keep it a feast unto Yahweh, the Most High, seven days in the year, and it shall be a statue forever in your generations. Ye shall celebrate it in the seventh month. Verse 42. Do you got verse 42? Yes, sir. Read you on. You shall dwell in booths seven days. You shall dwell in booths for how long? Seven days. Seven days. Read on. All that are Israelites born. Say that again. All that are Israelites born. One more time. All that are Israelites born. Y'all hear that? All that are Israelites born. Have you been born again? Amen. Of the water and of the spirit. And all that are Israelites born. Born shall do what? Dwell in booths. Now we understand the reason why the rest of people don't do it. Because they're not Israelites. Born. Is that, is that simple enough, brothers and sisters? Yes, we just stick with the clear word of God. This is crystal clear, simple. Isn't that right? Amen. Hallelujah. So this is the new birth. This is what the new birth is talking about. It's talking about it, it, it brings a new birth, new beginnings with you and the most high. That's exactly what it does. Uh, it, these feasts don't make you a Christian. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Christianity is a religion. Did y'all hear that? It, that's what exactly what it is. Leviticus 23, verse 43, read on. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. Now, who did he make to dwell in booths? The children of Israel. The children of Israel. So we can understand the reason why Christians and all these other perspectives or religions don't obey this. Because it's not for them. I think what gets me more than anything is they take our history, the library of our history and our record, and they want to use it for their religion. And they think that the Most High is going to honor that. He's not going to honor that. He honors obedience. Is that right? Obedience is better than sacrifice. And most, the majority of religions, what they do is, is they say, okay, we're going to disobey and we're going to sacrifice and we're going to make our own obedience, but we're going to use your word and you're going to honor us because we are using your word to do what we want to do. Amen. That's what's really going on. Amen. That is the truth. Now, making sense? Amen. All right, read on, Brother Ed. When I brought them out of the land of Egypt, uh -huh. I am the Lord your God. So you do it all throughout the generations, is that right? Verse 44. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. Who did he declare them to? The children of Israel. The children of Israel, the feasts of the Most High. Do y'all understand that? So they were declared, they were given to saints of the Most High, our people. Not to the rest of this world, not to the nations of this world. They were given to us and us alone and our ancestors. Does that make sense? Amen. Now we read, that. wait, we haven't read anywhere in here that these are the feasts of the Jewish or the Jews. We have not read these are feasts of the Christians. We read that these are his feasts. Is that right? So the fact remains is, hey, the truth, there's, there's no, there was no such thing as a Jew until 2 Kings, the 16th chapter, verse 6. They were all Israelites. Are you following me? Prophecy. Isaiah 61, verse 1, read. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Now, this is the prophet Isaiah speaking prophecy about something that is going to come to pass. Amen. Is that right? Read on. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. He sent him to do what? Bind up the brokenhearted. Bind up the brokenhearted. Come on. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Uh-huh. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Read on. 
to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Read on. And the day of vengeance of our God. Uh-huh. To comfort all that mourn. Now we're going to go to Luke, the fourth chapter, the 14th verse. We got to lay this real quick, okay? Because we're going to see what the Messiah did. All right? Read, brother. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Now remind mind you this. Christ had just got finished coming out of the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Jesus had been tempted of the devil 40 days. Do y'all hear me? Mm -hmm. And he's, he's out of the wilderness. All right. He's returning into Galilee full of the spirit and power of God because he just got finished overcoming a devil for 40 days being tempted by him. Amen. Overcoming every temptation. All right. Read on. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Read on. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. Come on. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. What was his custom? And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on, on what? the Sabbath day. On the Sabbath day. Y'all hear that? So Christ went into the church on the Sabbath day, so that's what we're going to do. Amen. Now, we understand we're using church for the terminology of people who are watching this video. We understand clearly, all right? All right, mm -hmm. read on. And stood up for to read. Now, listen very closely. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Now, y'all remember Isaiah 61 verse 1, okay? What the prophet has said. Come on. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Notice he opened the book, kind of like we do here. And he had found the place. So Christ opened up the scroll. And he found the place. He goes, ah, oh, let me see. Ha. Ah, let me see. Hmm. Ah, okay. Y'all see, see that? That's how he did it. Read on. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Did Christ do that? Yes. Read on. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Did Jesus do that? Yes. Read on. To preach deliverance to the captives. Did Jesus do that? Yes. Read on. And recovering of sight to the blind. Did Jesus do that? Oh, yeah. Read on. To set at liberty them that are bruised. Did Jesus do that? Yes. Yes, he did. Come on. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Did Jesus do that? Yes. Jesus did all that, didn't he? Yes. Read on. And he closed the book. Well, hold, hold. Wait a minute. And he closed the book. That's right. Those of us who are disciples of Christ, those of us who are students of Christ, we, we realize and know that he didn't finish the prophecy. Amen. Is that right? Because when we read over here, in Isaiah 61, verse 2, it says, To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then as a comment, it says, And the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all that are mourn. A two-part prophecy right there. one. Y'all hearing that? But we read over here that Christ stopped. He clearly stopped. And the Bible says, and he closed the book after he said to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Is that right? That's right. And he did what? And he gave it again to the minister. And what did he do? He sat down. And what? read on. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. They were really looking at it intently. Read on. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Ah, this day is this scripture being fulfilled in your ears. Everything that he had proclaimed, the part that was not fulfilled is the part that he didn't say. Amen. Is that making sense? Yes, when you understand God's calendar, we know why he said that. Because the day of vengeance of our God is appointed at a set 
time of the year. Am I making sense? And to comfort all that are mourned is appointed at the set time of the year. Am I making any sense? Hallelujah. Is that all right? So for the sake of understanding, we're going to read verse 17, 18, and 19 again in Luke, the fourth chapter. Read, Brother Ed. And there was delivered to him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Y'all hear that? And he closed the book, and he gave it that's again. That's good. Verse 9, that's good right there. So, Christianity goes around and tells us that the feasts, all the feasts were fulfilled in Christ. And Jesus clearly, clearly, he is the fulfillment of the feast. He is the fulfillment of the feast of the one that he fulfilled. Amen. Of the ones that he fulfilled. All right, follow me? He is also going to be the fulfillment of these future feasts that has yet to be fulfilled. Amen. And this is the time frame that we're in right now. And we're going to get a little bit more understanding of that, okay? So Christ, all that, that he, he, he did, all that he had, hey, everything that he had said, that the prophet Isaiah had said, he did while he was here on earth. But he closed the book and didn't finish the prophecy. He stopped it at the day of vengeance of our God and the comfort all that morning. Is that right? That's right. Come on, we're still mourning. Amen. The most highest people have been suffering persecution ever since the death of Christ. Amen. We're still mourning, brother. So we ain't comforted yet. No, we're not either. That's just the reality. Is that right? Amen. So the day of vengeance, we know what it is because we're students of the word. We know it's the day of atonement. Mm -hmm. We understand that. Only disciples understand this. So how long will these particular feasts go on? Let's read Leviticus 23, verse 41. And ye shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generation. It shall be a statute for how long? Forever. How long, brother? Forever. Forever? Forever. In, in, in what now? In your generation. In our generations. Uh -huh. Read Four. on. You shall celebrate in the seventh month. In the what month? Seventh. The seventh month. Seventh month. And we're going to deal with the time frame so we can understand a little bit better, all right? So, saints, I keep telling us, you cannot go around and continue to keep being deceived by what you've been taught. You have to obey the word. Amen. The feasts are also going to be kept in the kingdom. When it physically comes. When you hear something in here says forever, it means exactly what it says. Forever. Amen? Amen. Christianity talks about rapture. Is that right? But they never tell you the reason why the Most High is coming back. They talk about Jesus coming back, but they don't tell you why he's coming back. They give you this vague, minute, uh, I, I don't know what you want to call it. It's not understanding. No. It's not clear enough because it's not telling us why. Amen. They don't ever tell you that he's coming back to take vengeance upon a wicked people who have done his people wrong. Amen. That's the truth. That is the sole reason why he is coming back. To take vengeance. Amen. Upon all the ungodly. And all the nations that know not God. That's the reason why he's coming back. Oh yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he said that it is in his heart. 
to perform this. Y'all understand that? Y'all right. understand that? He's going to come with a white robe by the time he get finished. It's going to be dipped in blood. It's going to be so much of a bloodletting. See, we never heard this in our spears. They don't ever tell you about that. Because, you know, we like talking about the things that are comfortable. To me, it's comfortable knowing that the Most High is going to pay back all these wicked people for all the injustices and the atrocities that they've done to his people. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, to me, it is. Amen. Now, what did the prophet say? What did the prophet say? What did the prophet say? Prophet said in Zechariah, the 14th chapter, verse 16, read. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. Did y'all hear that? Everybody on the earth of all nations. They're going to come up to keep the feast of Now notice, he did say a key word, all that is left. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be a piece. So people always wonder, well, who are we going to rule over? The people that are left. Amen. After this bloodletting. <laughs> there are going to be a residue of people that's going to be left. All right, read on. And it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king. So notice, the only reason why he wrote that, look, give it, think about man. Would not, if God says something, would not man do everything in his power to defy it? Amen. So that's the reason why he put it in there. Everyone that would not. Amen. If they're not going to obey the most high right now when they can't see him, what makes you think man is going to obey him when he's seeing him? Right. If, if the whole earth was going to be obedient, he, obedient to him, he would have never had to include this. He would have never had to profit to other these words. Verse 17 again from the beginning. And it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king. Notice, one king. Let's mm -hmm. talk about Jesus. Read on. The Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. Read on. And if the family of Egypt go not up, and come not that have no rain, there shall be the plague, wherewith the Lord will smite the heathen that come not up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. So, see, you understand for a thousand years, people are going to obey. Yes, <laughs> and we're going to be the enforcers of that obedience. You understand that? I hope the Most High is real grace, grace, gracious to me and let me rule over America. I'll straighten this thing out under his, under his direction. Shoot, I'll straighten it out. Amen. You take your. <laughs> straighten them up, brother. Ed. Uh, <laughs> hallelujah. How about Belize? Huh? How about Belize? Belize? Yeah. No, brother. Yeah, you, you get too comfortable down there. <laughs> hallelujah. Read on, brother. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all nations. Of Not only just Egypt, but the punishment of what? All nations. All nations. Y'all hear that? Mm -hmm. Not only the punishment of, of the people that are in the land that are called Africa, but all nations are going to receive the same punishment if they do not come up, worship the king at the Feast of Tabernacles. Mm -hmm. You don't care where you at in this earth. You better get to Jerusalem. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Don't come if you don't want to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, are we understanding this? Mm -hmm. All right, read on. 
And the punishment of all the nations that come not up to keep the feast to of the To keep the feast of tabernacles. So, time, calendar. If we follow man's frame, or uh, what they call a calendar, his time frame, <clears throat> we sure are going to be messed up. Because they tell us that January is the beginning of the year. And if you go seven months from January, it's going to put us smack dab in the middle of July. Or the beginning of July. Are you following me? Uh -huh. So we know that that can't be the calendar that God is going by. Is that right? That's right. See, now, why? Because the Romans and the Greeks tell us that. They are the ones who give us this calendar. Yeah, they did too. Amen. That's why we cannot follow their philosophy. We must follow the word. Am I making any sense? You must follow the word. Genesis thirty-three seventeen says this. And Jacob journeyed to Sukkoth and built him a house. See, that Sukkot is tabernacles. That's who cult is booze. So when you see and build him a house, that means that word, that word, is, that word house is Sukkot again. Read on. And made booths for his cattle. He made, he made booths for his cattle. We are, our, our, cattle, our cattle have been keeping tabernacles ever since they've been here. <laughs> huh? <laughs> they got a little booth right there in the front. They got a booth, big old booth back there in the back, man. All they got to do is go walk up underneath it. Hallelujah. And the human beings are staying in their little sealed houses. All praise the Lord. Glory be to the king. So the whole earth, the whole earth, the whole entire earth, the whole entire earth is going to be worshiping the king at tabernacles. Amen. Well, what is the reason for tabernacles? Finish the rest of that. Therefore, the name of the place is called Sukkot. It's Sukkot. That's the name of the feast of tabernacles. That's the Hebrew name. For the Feast of Tabernacles, okay? Notice, it's written Sukkot right there, but then all of a sudden, later on, the translators decided to call it Tabernacles. So, I mean, that's why you have to be a student of the Scriptures. You follow me? I didn't say that they translated wrong. Why come they just don't keep the same consistency? Why we got to keep changing words? And I'm sorry, folks. I always question things. Yeah, I do. The Bible says, prove some things. Oh, it didn't say that. It said prove all things. Right. So don't get mad at me because I prove everything. Amen. Yeah, amen. amen. I tell you what, I'll let y'all in. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to let y'all in on another one of my Sister Carol boys. She's like, oh, Lord, have mercy. I had um, another person contact me by way of what they call this electronic mail thing. All right? And they said... Um, they said, um, let me see, how did I put it, Sister Carol, when I told you what they said to me? Oh, they said Jesus. They said Jesus was a Mediterranean uh, or an Arab in that nation. And I said, that's preposterous. He couldn't have been a Mediterranean or an Arab. And so, why? I said, because neither one of those Mediterraneans or, or an Arabs have woolly hair. There's something about the spirit all across this world. They want to try to change the very image of, I don't care what it is. You know, and see, and then when we bring out these points, they want to get mad at us. When they've been promoting a lie the whole entire time. Amen. See, because when you're saying that Jesus had woolly hair, because that's what the Bible says in Daniel 7, 9, Revelations 1, the 14th verse, that's exactly what it said. They're giving us his description. And if you want to, if you change it, you're constituting a lie. When you say this woolly hair, there's something inside of them that go, oh, it, it kind of is just like an uh, electric charge going. You know why? 
Because when you look at it, this is the truth. There's only one people on the face of planet Earth that has this kind of hair. So they had to be the original people of God. And I'm hated because I won't perpetuate the lie that they teach in their history books. And we, we say we have the Holy Spirit, which is the power of God that loves all the truth. I'm not excluding people except the wicked. The wicked is not going to be in Israel. There's no way. I understand. I understand. I have poured my heart into these scriptures to find out what the truth is. So then they want to take me on the chin for it. Well, anyway, um, you know how crickets sound at night, don't you? Mm -hmm. I didn't get any more replies. <laughs> it's sad, though. It's sad when... When, when you look at it naturally, we don't want to have had all these atrocities done to us. And then when we bring the truth out, all of a sudden we're racist. Mm -hmm. That's called reverse psychology. It's just, I, I think it's just crazy. Yeah, it now, believe it or not, brother and sister, it's hard. It really, truly is hard. I mean, there are a very few people who have different color skin, white skin, yellow skin, or whatever, that can actually understand what it means to be in this skin in this world. Oh, you can look on the outside, but you don't know what it means to be in the skin. You don't know what it means to walk into a place and everybody look at you like you're crazy because you're black. You don't know what it means when people, you don't know what it means to be discriminated against because of the color of your skin. It exists. It's here. It's real. It, it really is. It's just part of our makeup. Now, you do know what it means to be associated with people who are black because they turn, you turn around and believe it or not, you get to feel the very oh, yeah. same thing. Amen. That we feel. You feel it. And then you turn around and despise the very spirit that's trying to make you feel like that. So they're trying to say you're guilty for being associated when we're all God's people. Amen. God said he created all nations out of what? One blood. That's what I thought. One blood. So you, you, get, you get your opportunity and chance to feel it every single time. We got Ashley and Brother Doug. They finally married. She get a chance to, to experience racism. Every single time she goes out that gate with her husband, every single, I guarantee she can explain it to you better than I could. Is that right, Sister Ashley? Come on up here, Sister Ashley. Somebody say, oh, Lord. I'm going to let you explain it. Hallelujah. See, and then I'm the one that's despised and hated because I want to continue to keep giving people the knowledge of truth. So I tell them people, I said, oh, yeah, God is going to have white people in the kingdom. It just ain't going to be you. <laughs> then they get mad at me again. <laughs> and I say, if you want to see some of the white people that's going into the kingdom, just go to our website. Then they get mad at me again. Because they think they're only going to see like one or two white specks in a crowd. <sighs> anyway, but I, it don't bother me at all. I really don't. I actually just glad, I'm glad to answer. Tell us about it, Ash. Got okay, um, some of the experiences. I was told by um, one of my teammates that the coach had told her if she involved herself with me and with the crowd that I hung out with, which was black, that she would no longer be playing. She wouldn't get any playing time. And I, of course, didn't get any either for the remainder of the year because I hung around with all blacks. Um, I think there's a part of uh, black people that kind of, they don't turn a blind eye to it, but it's so... They're so accustomed to being treated that the, way, the way they are 
that they get used to it in a way. And so when you're white, you, it's almost like you can't get used to it. It's brand new every time, and it, and it really gets old. But I was told by a cop that he wouldn't help me. I had a stalker, and um, he wouldn't help me because I hung around with that type of crowd. That's what I asked for. That's what I deserve. Um, hey, that's up. Now, see, I'm, I'm a black man cut out of a different mold. Ain't that right, brother? Ed? Yes, sir. I don't care if you wear a blue uniform <laughs> or have a smoky hat on. Do I care, brother? Ed? No. Not one no. bit. Thank you, Sister Ashley. None of that. I'm, a, I'm just a different cut. I'm choice. And it ain't USD grade A either. <laughs> I'm a choice cut. All right. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Cut right out of the stock of Israel. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You got that right. You know, when, when you got ancestors like um, Abraham, mm -hmm. Moses, David, God didn't breed no cowards. No. So, see, I'm a different one. I don't get used to it. I ain't going to get used to it. And I will never get used to it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's why I expect every Israelite in here to never get used to it either. You stand up for truth, justice, in God's way, right? Not what they define it by, but what the Most High defined it by. Because you know why? We all have got to have the same mindset as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. And these people that are following Christianity, they're not willing to lay down their life for Christ for nothing. They're not preparing themselves to suffer. Christ said himself, arm yourselves. That's what he said through the apostles. With this same mind, what mind? The mind to suffer. For Christ's sake, Amen. don't sit there and take the convenient out when it's time for you to suffer or just because you're going to fear. You know how that spirit of fear come up, come up trying to challenge you when you're standing for truth and righteousness? That's when you should be setting your face of flint. Do I act like I'm scared to go to jail? No. First, I don't mind, but you got to get me in there too. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna, not going for the injustices now. Oh, hallelujah. So I said, man, you are promoting militant. If I'm promoting militant, then who taught me how to be that way? If I'm promoting racism, who taught me how to be a racist? See, nobody wants to accept responsibility, but the truth is, I'm not being militant, nor am I being racist. I'm just being an Israelite. Uh-oh. That's all it is, brother and sister. So, so people, that, that's the reason why people like Mike Graves and them can leave here and say, they're preparing for war. I said, the man finally in his evangelist life finally told the truth about something. <laughs> We're preparing for war. Oh, man. Not for war with these little people, these little natural minds, these pea shooters. We got somebody that's going to come back. Amen. That's going to prepare. He already preparing for it. He's going to destroy this earth with fervent heat. So this is the type of stuff I got to deal with. Believe it or not, I actually took down the video months ago. Was Jesus black? I actually took that thing down. Because I thought to myself, I said, it is a shame if I make a video like that, you can get 300-something hits and over 70-something comments. And you can make a video about, I mean, that's the truth, what I'm saying. But because it's a contentious topic of conversation, Everybody want to weigh in their vanity. But then you go and you just preach the simple truth about salvation, which everybody will attest to. That's what this whole thing is about anyway. Amen. 
to save his people from their sins. Isn't that right? Amen. You can't get nobody to say nothing. You talk about righteousness, you, you go up there and look. You, I have a thousand hits and barely even have ten comments, if that many. You talk about something what they consider to be controversial, everybody want to weigh in with their own self-righteousness. So I said, well, I'll take that one down. Isn't that sad? That's just so sad, isn't it? Why come we don't get no comments when I say, you need a baptism of the Holy Spirit? Hmm? See, I'm piping to them all day long, but they ain't dance. They ain't dance one bit. Nah, ain't nobody cutting no Holy Ghost rug now. I've been using that scripture a lot lately. Matthew, turn to Matthew chapter 11, verse 7. Y'all need to highlight this scripture. Because y'all going to keep hearing me saying this a, long, a lot. I'm going to say, come on now, I'm piping you the truth right now. Dance. Dance. Why come you ain't dancing? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Oh, praise the Lord. See, y'all have to understand this. When we tell you the truth, no matter how popular or unpopular it is, you know what it does? It prepares your mind to be able to respond the right way when it's required of you. That's all it is. That's all it is. Matthew chapter 11, verse 7, read. And as they departed, Jesus began to say, What did he say? Unto the multitudes concerning John, mm -hmm. What went ye out into the wilderness to see? Are you reading Matthew eleven seven? Yes, sir. Read on. A reed shaken with the wind. Maybe I've got the wrong one. Did I get the wrong one? Verse 17. I'm sorry. Read on. And saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. <laughs> Can you imagine Jesus saying that? <laughs> read on. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. See, I could see me right now. Christ being there, and I'm one of his disciples, and he said that we have piped unto you, not dance. I'd have been doing like this. Come on, dance. <laughs> dance. <laughs> Christ probably would hit me upside the head, boy. He probably said, boy, you, Lord, I mercy you are just. Because <laughs> he's telling them the truth. He shall know truth. Truth, what does it do? Make it shall free. make you free. And if you're free and stuff, that's letting you know that the shackles, the chains, the bondages, the thing that had you bound, you're delivered from it. You're set free. Isn't that right? Amen. So why not dance at freedom? See, we develop an attitude in this generation. When truth comes, boy, our face turns into a pig. <laughs> I'm telling you something wrong, brother. Lord, I mercy. I told you, I don't care what way truth is. I just love it. There's only one that is the truth. Yes, it is, too. That's just the truth. Hallelujah. Anyway, tabernacles is a season. To remind us that we have a very short and temporary life here on this earth. Are you following me? It's, this is a temporary dwelling place. Um, we're not to make our roots here in exile from the new Jerusalem. Now, I'm making any sense. Mm -hmm. We don't make our roots in this land. We don't have no home here. There's no, there's no need. It's, you, it's good to have a nice little comfortable home, but don't you sit up and think that's your eternal dwelling place. Amen. All it takes is one win, gone. And don't worry about it. The insurance company ain't going to insure you because now they got a policy against win. And then when they get somebody, if a rain came and destroyed your home, they got a policy against that too. If an earthquake came, they can't do that. We can't insure you that. But, but you need to have insurance. 
Okay, I'll give you assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Come on, we piping. Dance, come on. Come. Oh, I, I bless the name of Jesus. No. Amen. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance whenever I am afraid. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. I will trust in you. Isn't that all right? Used to be a time our sisters would carry on the board. I don't know. I get, hey, we piped y'all sisters too. Used to be a time, didn't it? They would say, I, would, I trust in you, wouldn't they? You always feel, yes, they would. There would be a sweet melon. Oh, I praise the Lord. Lord to the king. See, you always, yeah, the one that, re that rebuketh in the gate is always hated. I'm just built for rebuke. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Well, I was waiting on her. Who waiting on you? <laughs> Lord to the king. Anyway, ah, mm. but this is our wisdom. This is our understanding. We are in exile, Israelites, here in America. We are not in our final resting dwelling place. This is not our home. This body that we're in right now, this, this is a temporary tabernacle. This is a temporary booth that we're dwelling in right now. Are y'all making, am I making any sense? <laughs> Hallelujah. So the reason for having this understanding is to get back to the most highest calendar. I mean, after all, his calendar is fixed. His calendar is appointed. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Amen. And we need his understanding. Now, the most high has not appointed us to his wrath. That's the reason why we're not going to be here when his wrath comes. We're going to be with him when his wrath comes. But don't you ever get it in your mind that his people have not been appointed to the Satan's wrath. Our people have been suffering at the hands of Satan ever since the beginning. We've got too many witnesses that clouds of witnesses went on before us that have been sawed asunder, had their heads chopped off. You look at this branch in this form of so-called religion today that's trying to hijack our real true heritage, call Christianity and see if they'll suffer for anything for Christ. No. Never. With the way they preachers and teach you. You think they're getting their minds armed? You think they're getting themselves ready to be able to suffer for his name's sake? No. They ain't no Stephens. Long way from it. Amen. But Amen. listening to this kind of preaching right here, you'll be smiling when your day of visitation comes. Amen. Yeah, you will too. Amen. You'll be like, what? You mean tell me this is my opportunity? What? Amen. To go be with the king? Amen. 
Man, I ain't asking for no pass. Hey, Sam, I'm, I'm telling you, don't be looking for no pass. Uh-uh, Pastor Dye ain't going to be looking for no pass. Hmm? I'll be looking for a pass, man. Pass me not, oh, gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. And you know what I'll be doing? When they want to try to put some persecution, I'll be humbly crying. But I'll be smiling on the inside. Y'all be out there, what is pastor doing? <laughs> so y'all know what I'll be doing, right? Shoot, man, what, we all one breath from eternity? Amen. Why sit up and try to buy the lie of the Satan and try to sell your soul for one second here on this miserable earth? Amen. Uh-oh, not me. Uh-uh. Well, you know, I guess you could talk like that. When I know in whom I believe in, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. See, when you know that you know that you know that you know. And that word is alive on the inside of you. Amen. I do, I do pray. I do pray daily and say, Lord, I just hope and pray that I'm able, able to be able to be accounted worthy to, to, be, to be able to have the same faith as my brothers and sisters who went on before me. Amen. So I understand that. Come on now, brothers and sisters. Now we, we don't relish dying now. That flesh is going to be, come on, everybody wants to live. Even Christ himself wanted to live. Amen. So I'm aware of that. I am familiar with that. I'm not ignoring that. I do know that there's, there's a trial and a temptation that is always going to be there up to the last waking moment to opt out. So that's why I'm preparing my mind right now. In the green, right now. I'm having it armed right now. I'm not going to let my brothers and sisters that went on before me die in vain. No, right? Because what they, what they call in vain, to them, they're rejoicing. Amen. Huh? The Bible clearly tells us that they're praying. How long, Father? Come on. Come on. Come on. Ain't it time now? Come on, Father. Thrust in your sickle and let's reap. Amen. The harvest is right. And Father said, man, shut up. I know what time the harvest is. I said it. <laughs> We gonna get it. So if I get the opportunity to be able to have that testimony and stuff, don't worry. About it. I'll be praying for you too. Come on, let's time, Jesus. Woo! So I say, man, you're a madman. Well, those who are often been with Jesus have always been accused of that. Yeah, I'm a bad man. You better believe it, cause I understand. Thank God for the understanding. I really, truly do, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm just consumed and ate up with the zeal. Anyway, let me let me get out of my party area time up here, because I'll get going on them messing the point, man. I'll be up here having my own little revival and stuff, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's just the truth. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. See, we had some people that didn't get to hear this because um, everybody was in the tabernacle, everybody in the dining hall eating and stuff, so they didn't want to record it. 
Oh, hallelujah. But we have not been appointed to the Most High's wrath. Amen? Amen. And we're also not ignorant people. Did y'all hear that? Y'all better pay attention to this and don't mess it. All right, read on. But of the times and the seasons, brethren. Who? Brethren. Who? Brethren. Who? Brethren. But of the time and seasons, brethren. You talk, talking to all you Israelites. Y'all get this, right? Of the time and the what? Seasons, brethren. You have no need that I write unto you. Why do we don't have any need for him to write unto us? You know why? What are we? What have we been talking about, brothers and sisters? The times and the seasons. Mm -hmm. They don't. He was saying, "You don't have no need I write unto you because you already know." Read on. For you yourselves know perfectly. You know how? Perfectly. perfectly. Isn't that something? You're not ignorant, brothers and sisters. You know perfectly of the times and seasons. Read on. That the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. See, we're going to debunk this Christian lie. Nobody knows. Yeah, you're right. You are nobody and you don't know. <laughs> you said it right. That's why I don't disagree when people start coming out there. They're telling the truth. Mm -hmm. The Bible just told us, we, brethren, mm -hmm. we don't have no need for him to write us about the time and seasons. Why? Because we perfectly know. That doesn't sound like we don't know. That sounds like we perfectly know. Ain't you glad you're an Israelite now? Amen. How you perfectly know? Read on. For when they shall say, peace and safety. What are the whole world crying for right now? Peace, peace. peace and safety. Are they not looking for peace and safety? Everywhere you go, they're crying for peace and what? Safety. Read on. Then sudden destruction cometh upon them. So when they're crying for peace and safety, get ready for destruction. Huh? Didn't Obama run under peace? Yeah. Didn't he run under peace? Yeah. Have we got it? No, no. no, he ain't got it either, huh? He got a piece of our dollar. <laughs> got a piece of they tax our taxes. <laughs> Isn't that right? Huh? See, this day is not gonna come on us as a thief in the night. Oh glory. Oh no, it ain't, because we perfectly know of the times and the seasons. Y'all hearing this? Read on. As travail upon a woman with a child. So when this destruction comes, you know, when a woman's getting ready to give birth, she travails. That's how it's going to come. Bam! All of a sudden, it's going to come out of nowhere. Read on. And they shall not escape. They ain't going to escape. Read on. But ye, brother. But you who? Brother. But you who? Brother. But you who? Brother. That's why I like that. I keep bringing it up on. But you who? Brother. You who? Brother. You who? Brother. Brethren. Brethren. But you, brethren, read on. Are not in darkness. You're not in what? Darkness. You're not in ignorance. You're not in not knowing. You perfectly know of the time and the seasons. Read on. That that day should overtake you as a thief. That day is not going to overtake you as a thief. Uh-oh. But you, brother. But you, brother. The rest of the folk is going to come on them like a thief in the night. But you, uh-uh. It's not going to overtake you as a thief. Ooh, read on. Ye are the children of the light. Because you are the children of knowing. Mm -hmm. Read on. And the children of the day. And you're the children of the day. We are not of the night. We're not of the night. Nor of darkness. We're not of ignorance. Read on. Therefore let us not sleep. Let's don't do like them folks do. Be bent on stubbornness and ignorance. Read on. As do others, but let us watch and be sober. Let us watch. We, what, we supposed to do what? 
The reason why you watch is so that you don't know, so that you don't allow this stuff to come up on you as a thief in the night. And the reason why it's going to come up on him in thief in the night because they're too busy going after man's calendar rather than God's calendar. That's why they come up with these cliches. We're not under that law. The feast are done away with. You see what I mean? So when this travail come up on them like a woman with child boy, guess what? Hey, it's going to suddenly whoo, catch them. And they're going to be unprepared like the parable of the five wise and the five foolish virgins. The ten virgins. Mm-hmm. See, that was wise, wasn't it? So if that was wise, you got to have something to trump wise, don't you? Right. Foolishness. So if we're brethren, then we don't have no need to know the times and the season because we already know them. We know perfectly, as a matter of fact, the scripture just said. The day is not going to come up on us as no thief in life. It's going to come up on them, but not us. You know why? Because we're always talking. What are we talking about now? The times and the seasons. Isn't that something? What they done away with. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do. Let us watch and be sober. Read on verse 7. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. How do they sleep? In the night. night. Read on. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. Read on. But let us who are the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith Faith. and love. Come on. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Read on. For God hath not appointed us to wrath. Not Christ's wrath. Read on. But to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're not going to fall in that category. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that something? The rest of you ignorant folks who think you know something that don't keep God feast days, you're going to fall into other category. I mean, after all, what do you expect from dumbness and ignorance? Amen. Amen. So here are we are with the most highest appointed times and seasons, Pentecost, uh, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. Now, it's not amazing that the Israelites kept the Feast of Pentecost. They did. They kept the Feast of Pentecost, man, for years. They sure, not when it was just this dude, they kept that thing. Giving up the commandments, man, come on, man. And then they, look, look how many times they kept Pentecost from the giving of the commandments all the way up until the actual day of Pentecost. Boy, we some deadheads in here today, ain't we? Can't nothing move us. Ah, Jesus. Anyway, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll try to look at that sign back here, all right? Look at, look at, look at Brother Shane. Look at, look at Brother Juan. You know what I mean? Sister Carol, Sister Ash. You know, Mother Stop. Look at people. Because some of you, ooh. Lord have mercy. You make me want to wish well, I could call fire down right now. My God, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. 2 Timothy 3.14. Come on, brother. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Continue in the things which you have what? Learned. So since Christianity is not learning anything, they can't continue in what they have not learned. Amen. But we're taught, of to, we're taught to, be, to continue in the things we are have, well, we, we have learned. Is that right? Mm-hmm. We're taught to continue in the things we have learned. Read on. And has been assured of. And we assured of. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Read on. And that from a child. From a what? A child. From a what? A child. Read on. 
Thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. Read on. Which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. What is the Scriptures able to do? Make you wise unto salvation. Make us wise unto salvation. That's what the Scriptures made to do. The ones that they tell you is done away with. Mm -hmm. The ones they tell you, you don't have to read in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is the Scriptures. Read on. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Uh-huh. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Come on. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Read on. That was it. Well, should it go that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Is that what the Bible says? That's what the Bible says. That's why all scripture. See, so we're being perfectly furnished. Man of God. Isn't that right? Why? To good works. Isn't that something? So we don't do away with scriptures. Then make it fit our agenda. You know what I mean? The same spirit to tell you that they're not under the law, the same spirit to tell you that, that the feast days are done away with and they're all fulfilling Christ is the same spirit that tell you you need to pay your tithes and offering. Now you think about that for a moment. Has anybody here ever paid tithes to this place? Isn't that something? Think about this building. Has there ever been an offering taken up in this place? You mean tell me we come on. Give, 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 give it in Jesus' name. Give, 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 oh, give it in Jesus' name. Give, 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 oh, give it in Jesus' name. You mean tell me we ain't had no special service? Man, we ain't had a brother Ed sitting up here with a box. <laughs> give, 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 give it in Jesus' name. Man, you ain't telling me, man, we ain't never done nothing like that, brother. Give, give, give. Man, y'all, oh, Lord. Praise God. And, and so, I bet you often wonder why. I mean, you come, you know, when you first come to church here, you wonder, what in the world's going on? Where's the offering plate? I mean, they got all kinds of songs out there. <laughs> and they got it down packed, too. See, first thing they do is they take up the offering so, so before the word come. Because you get offended, you won't give. Amen. That's right. That's, that's what they do. Uh -huh. You'll be set up at them spirits be all over you, and you say, that's all right. Yeah. You're going to show your vindictive attitude by holding your pocket back. Oh, you say, oh, I'll give you something. You throw a balled up dollar. <laughs> 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 Am I telling the truth? Amen. 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 Oh, isn't that something? Oh, praise God. Anyway, Amen. thank you, Jesus. Glory be to the king. It's just right. It's just right. See, I just done tore him up again. Just done tore them all up again, Amen. brother. Just tore Amen. them up. You mean to tell me y'all ain't never took an offering up in this church? Nope. No, sir. Oh, don't worry about it. We give. But, but see, we do it a different. We, what, let me see. We, we, we New Testament give. We do. Come on. Amen. We do. Amen. But see, the thing that was in the new is the same thing that was in the old. See, them Christians know that they ain't going to get nothing out of it, so they, 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 they make it law. Will a man rob God? 
wherewith have you robbed me? Even this whole house. And tithes and offering. You hear, you hear whole sermons on that. Now mind you, it's supposed to be done away with. Amen. We're not under the old covenant. <laughs> you twisted, warped, vile people. Amen. Anyway, look, look, I'll praise God. You think about that, though, for a minute. Anyway, let me move on. I'm tired of fooling around with the Romans and Greeks for right now. Amen. What did Jesus teach? We're going to go to Matthew, the 13th chapter, verse 36. I want y'all to listen, okay? Listen very close because you're going to realize, now mind you, I'm going to go ahead and move ahead here real quick in my thoughts just for a second. But you know, the, the day of Pentecost, or let's see, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, all right, what, what part of the harvest was coming in? Barley. Is that right? All right, and then we had the Feast of Pentecost. was another time for some more fruit to come in. What part of the harvest came in then? Wheat. All right. Now, guess what? This is the fall feast that we're coming up on. And what part of the harvest is this? The fruit harvest. The fruit harvest. So when Christ was talking, he just wasn't talking out of the side of his neck or just making up great things to say just to be saying something. He knew full well what he was talking about. Are y'all hearing this? So when we read Matthew 13, starting at verse 36, now with that understanding... Listen to how the king talked. Read. Then Jesus sent the multitude away. He sent who? The multitude. Sent the multitude away. Read on. And went into the house. Uh-huh. And his disciples came unto him, saying. See, that's the reason why we're here on Sabbath. We're the disciples of the Lord. The multitudes, that we ain't got to worry about sending them away. They don't even want to be around us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are the disciples. All right? And, and then look, what he, look at his accident. And then saying. Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. Don't the disciples want to know the, the, the parable of the tares? Yes, I mean, because you know how we all do. You know how we all do. I mean, think about this situation. Jesus just got finished talking to the multitude about the tares. Mm -hmm. Is that right? The tares. Is that right? And the disciples were sitting there, probably on the side of Jesus, behind the Jesus, standing next to him and stuff, while he's talking to the whole multitudes, looking like they understood every word he said. And then as soon as he sent the, disciples, uh, the multitudes away, we, we get them behind closed doors and say, Lord, what you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor, how you pick that up? Read the verse again. Verse 36. Then Jesus sent the multitude away. What did he do? Sent the multitude away. Read on. And went into the house. Uh -huh. And his disciples came unto him, saying. Who came to him? The disciples. Oh, okay. And what did they say? Declare unto us the parable of the tares of Let the Let me field. bring it up today. Lord, what you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we would have. We would have sat there like cheesing and everything like we knew exactly what he's talking about. And it was all said and done. Somebody go ask Pastor what he's talking about. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, folks. We're Israel. That's yeah. all there is to it. Amen. This nature still permeates to us even till, till today. Amen. But that's all right. At least we're asking. And all thy getting, get understanding. Amen. Read on. He answered and said unto them. What did he say? He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. All right. Come on. The field is the world. What? The field is the world. The field is that big? Yes. The world? The world. The whole entire world? Every bit of it. Yes. Read on. <laughs> the good seed are the children of the kingdom. 
But the ter- Wait a minute. The good seed of the children of the what? Kingdom. Hi, children. Amen. Amen. Y'all understand Amen. that? Amen. Hi, children. Is he not talking to the children of the kingdom himself? Amen. Read on. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. What? Let me see. Let me see if I get this right. Let me just use, honey, English, right? Going to help me see if I got comprehension. Now, hold on. Dad is not that swift. Now, I need a little help now. Let me see. Let me see. Jesus said, the field is the world. Yes. We got that right, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, good. <laughs> Hear that, Chuck? Doing pretty good right now. One for one. Now, let me see. And then he said that the good seed. So if, he's, if, if there is good seed, no doubt there's bad seed. Yes. But he said the good seed are the children of the kingdom. Yes. Is that right? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. Okay. Then he said, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. Meaning there are good seed and there are bad seed. The good seed bring forth good fruit. The bad seed don't bring no fruit. Amen. Isn't that right? Sure. So the, the, the good seed are the children that's going to the kingdom of glory. Amen. The bad seed is of the wicked devil. Uh-huh. Is that good understanding? Sure. Good, good, good. Just want to make sure because you know I want to put my interpretation in it. <laughs> All right. Good. Read on, brother. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The enemy that sowed the tares yes. is the devil. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Which just happen to be the children of this world. Amen. So whether we like it or not, brothers and sisters, in this world, there are good seed, which are the children of the kingdom. And the rest are bad seed, which the wicked one is sold, and they're the children of the devil. That's what Jesus says. Is that right? Read on. The harvest is the end of the world. The harvest is when? The end of the world. The harvest is when? The end of the world. And... uh, and is this not also called a feast of in gathering? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Is this not also called the feast of in gathering? Yes. Uh-huh. Is it not? Yes, it is. Isn't that something? And when does that take place? At the end of the year. Uh-huh. Ah! And which is also with the coming of Christ is the end of the world as we know it. Amen. Ah! Isn't that something? Amen. When is the harvest? In the end of the world. In the end of the world. Read on. And the reapers are the angels. The reapers are the angels? As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire. The tares are gathered and burned in the what? The fire. And when the king come, he's going to come with what? Fire. Fire. Bible says he's going to destroy the wicked with the brightness of his coming. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Ah, Read on. So shall it be in the end of this world. Oh, so shall it be in the end of this world. Isn't that something? Ah, Sounds like he was talking about the Feast of Tabernacles to me. Amen. Yeah. So when we read about 
Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. And the trouble God shall blow. And the dead that is in Christ shall rise. Uh-oh. Huh. All this stuff seems to make sense. Let me see. Trumpet blow? What season does the trumpet blow? Let me see. The Feast of Tabernacles consists of the blowing of trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and then tabernacles. So it's got to take place in the seventh month at the end of the year. Thank you, Father, for allowing me to be so smart. <laughs> Is that not making sense? Is that not making sense? My, my, my. Read on, brother. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, uh-huh. and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend. Whoa, he going to gather all, uh, wait a minute, he going to burn some folk. Mm-hmm. Then, in his kingdom, he going to gather some people out that offend. Because mm-hmm. remember, I think Jesus, let me see if I remember, my memory served me right. I think I remember Christ said that, you know, there are going to be people trying to seek to get into the kingdom that came the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't enter in at the door. Did, that, did he not say something yes, like that? Did. So since some of them try to get in the other way or something like that, then he's got to do something about them too then. Mm-hmm. Huh. So if I, let me see, if it serves me right, that means when the king comes, he's going to destroy a whole bunch of people. Is that right? And then in his kingdom, since there's going to be a bunch of judgment and stuff, he's going to sever. Put the righteous on one side and the wicked on the other. So, man, boy, he sure is doing a thorough job of making sure the wicked stay away from us, isn't he? Amen. Man. Where did he say that at? He said he, the Son of Man is going to send forth his angels. Angel. Is that right? Read on. And they shall gather out of his kingdom. Out of his what? Kingdom. Out of his what? Kingdom. Out of his what? Kingdom. Kingdom what? All things that offend. That's why you hear Pastor Dow say, oh, yeah, somebody, some, a lot of people going to go to kingdom. They just ain't staying. Oh, and then I think he remember, I, I remember him also saying, you know, hmm, then the father's going to say to them that is on his left, you depart from me, you lawless, wicked things. You served the devil while you was on earth. Hmm, you know, that'd be a serious letdown, wouldn't it? Here you are, called yourself saved. And it looked like you actually made it into the kingdom. Then you get judged and then get thrust out of the kingdom where there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here you are done pulled a funny or fast one on God. While you was here on this earth, you was a hypocrite. Then God turns around and give, delivers the final blow to you. You think you done made it in the kingdom. And then all of a sudden, he separates the sheep from the goat in his kingdom. And you think you done arrived. And then all of a sudden, he said, all of you on my left-hand side, get away from me. Go to hell. Sound like some good understanding to me. Can y'all imagine that? You know how many people that profess Christ and think they're going into the kingdom and going to stay there? Ooh, 
this is good understanding. This is serious good understanding. Because you hypocrites, you name his name, you workers of iniquity, and you thought you're going to take your sad, sorry, raunchy, foul spirit into his kingdom, and you are nothing but an offense and an affront to him. Isn't that something? See, you know, Christianity don't preach this. They don't teach this. Let me see. He said he's going to remove, he said he's going to gather out of his what? Out of his kingdom. Out of his what? Kingdom. Out of his what again? Kingdom. Out of his kingdom. Now, wait a minute. I thought, ain't no, come on, ain't no, ain't, no, ain't no bad thing going into the kingdom. He's going to gather what? Out of his kingdom. All things that offend. All things that do what? Offend. How did he know what offends? Read on. And them which do iniquity. All them that practice lawlessness. All you folks that says, we got to keep the Sabbath day. We're not under them laws. The feast days are done away with. We don't have to obey God. But we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your king. Guess what? King going to tell you to go to hell for all that foolishness. See the reason why I passed down, cease not to warn night and day with tears. Mm-hmm. Just like the apostle Saul did. Trying to tell you, don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. I told you. A long, long time ago, I told you. Everybody, there's a lot of people going to the kingdom, but everybody ain't staying. As a matter of fact, I even give you this. Everybody's gonna have a part, short period of time in the kingdom. They just ain't going to stay. Amen. Okay, I'm looking. The judgment is not going to take place in hell. That's what a paid, the payment for sin. That's what the wages of sin is. The judgment is going to take place right in front of the king. Matter of fact, I think he has said, you know, that, that, that everybody, everybody is going to get your chance, your opportunity to stand right in front of the king. Hmm? Well, I got some news for you also. You righteous folks are not going to be standing in front of the king for judgment. When he look at you, he's going to remember mercy. Amen. Amen. <laughs> See, that's the reason why God says, now, judge yourself now. Some man's sins go before them to judgment, and some man's sins follow after. Oh, glory to the king. All right. Amen. Isn't this beautiful? Amen. This is straight up, brother. So this is it. That's why I keep telling you. See, don't think the pastor out some type of tyrant or something like it that I hate. I don't hate you. I love you. Not even enough to tell you the truth. That's why I keep telling me, don't be playing games with God. Don't do it. Don't do it. He said, uh, verse 41 again, Matthew 13. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, uh-huh. and they shall gather out of his kingdom. Read on. All things that offend. Out of his kingdom, all things that what? Offend. Read on. And them which do iniquity. Come on. And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. So they're going from the kingdom to the furnace of fire. They're going to the kingdom. They're going to be gathered and then into the furnace of fire. Read on. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Read on. Then shall the righteous. Oh, then yeah. shall the righteous. Hallelujah. Woo-wee. Hallelujah. 
I'm going to be up there and say, boy, I tell you, Father, thank God you got them hypocrites away from me. Those who are pretending to love you and didn't love you. Those who chased the dollar and put mammon before your love. Yeah, those who want to worship and establish their own righteousness Amen. and call themselves serving you. I'm glad that them hypocrites yeah. didn't get by. Then shout our righteous going shine for. Amen. Amen. Glory. Amen. Read on. Well, then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Read on. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. You got ears to hear? I'm going to throw a word in here. You better hear <laughs> what I just got finished preaching to you and what the word just got finished saying. That's the reason why he chose by the foolishness of the preach because this preaching allows the Holy Spirit to keep on bringing out this word manifested, extend the understanding. Amen. This, this thing is, it's, it's got to be unlocked. And for this, then for this scripture to be unlocked, you've got to have the key. You've got to have a knowledge that pertains to life. Why? Because who's the preacher? The Holy Spirit is. Amen. He's the one that's the preacher. Revelation 14, 15. And another angel came out of the temple. What did he come out of? The temple. Read on. Crying with a loud voice. What did he say? To him that sat on the cloud. What? On the cloud? Uh-huh. And how's the king coming back? On a cloud. On a cloud. Read on. Thrust in thy sickle and reap. Woo! Come on. For the time has come for thee to reap. To reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe. Man, them grapes are ripe right now. Y'all hear that? The harvest. Thrusting your sickle. Reap. Harvest. In gathering. Harvest time. Hey. You get understanding this? Amen. Ah, read on. No, verse 18. And another angel came out from the altar. What did he say? Which had the power over fire. Over what? Fire. Read on. And cried with a loud cry. Come to, on. To him that had the sharp sickle. Yep. Saying, thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine oh, of the earth. Gather the clusters of the vine of the earth. Read on. For her grapes are Grapes are fully ripe. That means the righteous is ready. The righteous is ready. Time of harvest. It's it's, it's ready. Isn't that all right? Yes, sir. Let me see. Does it sound like that the Bible is just speaking stuff or or does the script actually know what time it is? It knows what time. So the scriptures are actually telling us when these events are going to take place. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh-huh. This is what's going to happen in the fall time of the year. Mm-hmm. The most highest fruit harvest. Amen. This is how Jesus will talk. Verse 19. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth. Come on. And gathered the vine of the earth. He gathered the vine or read on. And cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. You know what the vine is, right? Everything else is left after the grapes is over. Mm -hmm. You know, great winepress. King's (laughs) (laughs) ever. Glory to the king. 
I'll tell you what, boy. See, throughout history, the Most High has always wanted to tabernacle with his people. Remember I said that? Look what he did with Adam. What did he do? Middle, middle day, cooling day. Just, oh, he enjoyed just walking with, oh, God. Oh, oh. Man, I think about that now. I go, man, Adam, how did you mess that up? I know a woman. I know. I know. I know. Don't y'all women take that derogatory when I say stuff like that. It's the truth. You just need to deal with the facts. You enticed and manipulated the man because you listened to Satan and he failed. And it caused all of us trouble. But the blame got put on Adam because he was the one that was made in the image of God. That's the reason why I keep telling y'all, don't y'all ever try to sway a man away from God. Can, can I use y'all two as examples? That's all I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> We've been around Brother Doug long enough that, that I know him better than he knows himself. So if Brother Doug ever starts, starts murmuring and complaining, guess where that comes from? Because Brother Doug has never, anybody ever heard him murmur about anything? Complain about anything? Ever? Never. I've been knowing him almost 14 years. Something like that. Then that's all. But if he, you ever hear him, any of that happening, what's happened? Got swayed by the woman, influence of Eve. <laughs> so I said, Pastor Dallas, I just thought I'd bring it out so everybody have their ears tuned. <laughs> just in case we headed off at the pass. Just in case. Just in case. Ha ha! Hey! Y'all don't think, come on, what good is it for me to know all this stuff and never apply the principles? I didn't only just tell that for you, but I mainly told it for. Uh-oh. We know, don't we? We know, don't we? Oh, don't be worried. I'll be watching y'all too. You think you're watching me, but you hey, I'm watching you. How about that one? Look at him looking at me. Well, Pastor, I didn't know that you had all that understanding. A lot of things you don't know. I mean, you can believe that, right? If there's a lot of things you don't know. Yeah, sure. With a lot of things you don't know, it. I'm good. I'm glad for revelation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, never mind. Anyway, well, let me see. So, and the commandments. Mm -hmm. I mean, when the Most High came down on Mount Sinai, is that right? Mm -hmm. Tabernacle with the people, is that right? Actually, gave them the blueprint for the tabernacle. Gave it to Moses stuff for what? Because he wanted to be with his people. Amen. Is that right? And that's the reason why I continually tell us, come on, brothers, times and seasons, you ain't got no need I write unto you. You, you full well know perfectly. That's why he's talking to us about this, this Feast of Tabernacles. He wants us to have this hope. Guess what? One day. Now, let me, let me sing it the way the song put it. Someday. Someday. I'll be going where Jesus is. 
someday, someday, I'll be going where Jesus is. Someday, someday, I'll be going where Jesus is. Hey, I'll be caught up to meet him in the air. Oh, we'll be caught up to meet him. We'll be caught up to meet him. There'll be joy, peace, and happiness. It shall be mine. There'll be peace and joy forevermore when we're caught up to meet him in the air. Glory. Isn't that all right? Ah, right, y'all may be seated. Got a thousand songs. <laughs> when people tell me to sing a tune, I'm not gonna bust no Barry White on you. Amen. Or oh, no Johnny Cash or Elvis Presley. Glory. Let me see what I was at right here. Um, oh, the offering. Watch this. Exodus 35, verse 20. Let's read. And all the congregation of the children of Israel uh -huh. departed from the presence of Moses. Go ahead. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up. Read on. And everyone whom his spirit made willing. Made, the spirit was what? Made willing. And you know when you people... Or um, give, 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 give it in Jesus' name. You know them people ain't willing more than anything. They can't wait for that, that part of service to be over with. People ain't giving real, will ain't giving grudgingly. That's the only, you know, y'all people don't know that that is the most despised part of church service when it comes time to take up the offering. And these jacklegs out there, they make people feel so bad that if they don't put any money in or give a substantial amount, that they're, they're not measuring up to the blessings of God. i tell you what. All you Christian pastors, invite me to your church one day and, and, and let me give y'all an example of what it means to give an offering of the Lord when y'all take up the offering. You know what I do? I got a goat out here we call Enoch. And I'll keep him tied up outside. And as soon as y'all call for an offering, I'll bring him right on in. <laughs> Put him right on the offering plate, brother. Pow! <laughs> I'll be more biblically sound than anybody you ever dealt with. Sure. Will y'all be glad, happy to give Enoch one offering? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, praise God! <laughs> So don't tell me I don't know how to give. If that ain't big enough, is that not big enough offering? We, we, got, a, we got a Jersey Bull out here. Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're, 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 God, we're, God has already took us out of Egypt. Amen. He gave us all them, you know what I mean, all those golds and rings and jewels and earrings and stuff. So we didn't make a golden calf with it. Just checking. 
Why am I checking? Read verse 21. Start verse 21. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up, uh -huh. and everyone whom his spirit made willing. Mm -hmm. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle Read for on. the congregation, mm -hmm. and for all his service, and for the holy garment. Read on. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing hearted. Willing hearted. Mm -hmm. Read on. And brought bracelets, uh -huh. and earrings, uh -huh. and rings, yep. and tablets. Mm -hmm. All jewels of gold. Yep. And every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? They didn't give, they didn't give greenbacks. <laughs> that ain't no money. See, y'all don't even know how to tithe. I tell the true brothers, sisters. They don't know what they do. Read on. All right. Anyway, Paul's backdrop. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. Let's read on. Let's go ahead and finish this. Let's bring his own home, all right? Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. Y'all hearing that? That's how you give, as you purpose in your what? Heart, not grudgingly. Read on. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Boy, that's the most despised time that there is. That's the reason why people always get up and go to the bathroom when it's time for offering. You know, in church service, you know, they get they can tell it's getting ready. To, you know, it's offering time. So you know what they do? This is what they do. They get as soon as they get for this little song, so they get ready to take out the offering, then they go. Man. <laughs> I hate that what religious folk do, but stop. Come on. Come on, they hold up at one finger. They know where they say, I'll be back in a minute. And that minute sometimes takes five and ten minutes, depends on how long it takes to take up the offering. And then you notice they conveniently show back up when the offering is over with they one minute up in there. Uh -huh. one. <laughs> then what you call church folks. <laughs> I didn't say church, I said church folks. People who have been churched. Some of y'all go, you got to be kidding me. No, I'm talking real. Amen. You know, the only way you can get a Catholic priest to come to this kind of church, don't you? You got to have a booty call. Homosexuals, man. Um. Booty call. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You can get every Catholic priest in this place, boy. You have a booty call. Lord have <laughs> mercy. <laughs> That's why I despise that, that institution. I hate it. I hate it. You know the reason why I hate Matthew 23, verse 9. After that, you know, I'm going to go ahead and bring this thing on home. Didn't I say I'm going to bring it on home? I'm going to give y'all some, um, some scriptures I want y'all to read from the prophets, okay? All right, so y'all get your pens and papers ready. Go ahead and read, brother. And call no man your father. Call nobody no father. Upon the earth. Upon this earth. So for, to the hell with Father Pope John Paul in the 19th or the 35th. Read on. For one is your father. There's only one father. Which is in heaven. Which is in heaven. It ain't that old fish cap wearing, sorry, <laughs> pagan old thing you call about Pope. You know I saw the other day on the internet, brother? Bro, say, did I show it to you? Y'all got to help me. I saw, <laughs> I, I was going to show Doug, Doug, Elder Doug. I was going to really go show him. There was these four old men. And you just seen it, boy. That is Big, gigantic statue of Mary, boy. I'm like, how do old men carry that thing? That thing was huge. They had, they were all walking in like this. 
Then it's time for them to turn the curve. <laughs> that guy turned the curve and they slipped and Mary fell off and bust her skull. <laughs> them nuns was having a heart attack. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the whole church was going crazy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the title of the video is Babylon has fallen. <laughs> oh no! I saw this. Hey, I said, I said, y'all better go pick Mary up. Holy Mary, Mother of God, go pick her up. <laughs> Them nuns were sitting there going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Woo! I know it now. Oh, man. As soon as we dismiss, they all going to go ahead straight to the dining hall. Yeah. <laughs> that old man dropped that thing. I said, he's finished. <laughs> I said, ain't no sacraments. Ain't no Holy Father. Ain't no sprinkling of the water. Ain't no hexes and crosses. <laughs> They telling that man right now, you better get your family together. <laughs> and you better start having them to start atoning for your sins right now. You ain't in purgatory. <laughs> but you better get a head start for dropping the mother of God. Oh, <laughs> 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 Lord. Y'all see it though. Y'all gonna be finished. Especially the uproar that those churches made. You should see those nuns though, boy. Was it not ridiculous? I was laughing so hard, Lord. I'm ooh, I'll leave it like that. That's all I was laughing. Amen. Well, oh God love cheerful. That's what we read. All right, look, here. All right. What is all this for? All right, saints. Here, Christ is resurrected. We already know that, right? All right. We, we know that, and he is. And you know, the Romans and the Greeks set up all this thing that we, we talk, we're looking at today we call religion. The Romans, Americans. The Greeks, Europeans. I mean, it's the same people today. The only thing they did was just change the names. That's why I tell y'all, y'all to be careful of words that are said to be obsolete. You know, you need to go back and really know the original words because, I mean, let's think about this for a second. I say the Romans or Americans, mm -hmm. the Greeks, Europeans, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's one sign that's always throughout the Bible that always tells us who a people are. And you think about this now. You think about this now. I'm, I'm going to read Deuteronomy 28, verse 49. I'm, I'm going to show you my point, okay? Well, I'm going to show you my point. Read. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far. Read on. 
from the end of the earth. Read on. As swift as the eagle flies. As swift as a what? Eagle flies. As swift as what? An eagle. One more time. Eagle. Read on. A nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. When they took our people out of land, we didn't understand that tongue. Read on. A nation of fierce countenance. Come on. Which shall not regard the person of the old, mm -hmm. nor show favor to the young. I don't even, I'm not even going to go into the atrocities of what they did to the Israelites. They didn't regard nothing. Amen? I'm going to show you something, all right? All right? The disciples had asked in Acts 1, 6, read. When they therefore were come together, they asked to him, saying, What did he say? Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Jesus had already died. He had already been buried, and he had been resurrected. And now he's talking to his people in a glorified body. And the interest of the people of God was, all right, it's got to be time right now. I know it must be time. You've got, I know the reason why we're here. I know Christ, so I think i ask you. I'm going to go ahead and let it out what's in my heart. Are you going to restore the kingdom to who? Israel. To Israel at this time. Is that right? Mm -hmm. At this time, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? See what was in their heart? Think about it for a second. What are we longing and yearning for? The coming of the kingdom of God. Amen. Are we not? Is it not in our heart? It's in mine. All the time it's in mine. It consumes my day. I mean, it's really, it's in my thoughts. My heart is in my heart. It consumes my day every day. That's the reason why they ask. They say, okay, good. Hey, you victorious? You're going to overcome sin and death? Hey, I know it. this has got to be it. This is it. I know Lord, now, come on, is this the time? You're going to restore the kingdom of who? Israel. Israel. They know that they were Israel. Mm -hmm. They were looking for their time of rulership, their time of ruling here on this earth, because they already knew what the prophets had said. Amen. <clears throat> Amen? They knew what the prophets had said. What did Christ say? Read on. And he said unto them, what he said? It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Don't know the times or the seasons. That's what he told them then, right? Mm -hmm. But then we read on the writings of Paul. He had already told us what? You already know the times and seasons. See, so this, he's stepping this thing up. Because Paul had, is not even yet on the scene. Right. He's not even on the scene. He ain't even here watching this. Read on. But ye shall receive power. That's what you see. So read on. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Let's get the Holy Ghost first. That's what Jesus is saying. Let's get the Holy Ghost first. Because I still got a time. I still, see, he knows. The Father knows the times. See, he doesn't put it in his own hand. Right. So let's get the Holy Ghost first. Read on. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Think about it. Why would Christ turn around and tell them, no, nah, boys, you got another 2,000 years ago. That'll let the air out of them. Uh -huh. Amen. Think about it when we get saved. Christ don't ever let us know everything we're getting ready to deal with and all the changes we got to make. Uh -huh. If we would have saw what it would have required, man, and we already got our minds shaped after the fashion of this earth, we'd have said, uh-uh. Amen. So as we are willing, as we are obedient, then we eat the good of the land. As we're willing, as we be, we're transformed. And that's the reason why it's constantly beating in our heart. We're yearning and longing to be with him. Amen. That's what it's all about, brother. So we're strangers and pilgrims in a foreign land. We're just here passing through. 
Amen. He birthed us for a reason to be sons and daughters in his kingdom. Amen. You can tell how much quality and stock and value that God puts on his life. He put his own son on a tree. Amen. That's true. And if he didn't spare the whole world of sin, he said, you take heed, lest he spare you not. He ain't caring about no sorry value of this temporary world. Amen. He's interested in his kingdom. Amen. Now, boy, does he have something. Man, let me see what scripture. I have not seen. No ear have heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them. That love him. Amen. You think about the most wonderful thing that you can think of or the place that you would just love to be on this earth right now. No comparison. When Paul was up there in, up there in the third heaven and stuff, he said, man, I heard things. It's unlawful. Unlawful. I can't even utter them. Can't even utter them. And then I am seen here. I want to go. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. That's why I keep telling you. I keep telling you, no distractions. Don't, don't get fooled by this life and get distracted. This life is built on distractions, brothers and sisters. It's built on distractions. No distractions. You can't serve God and mammon. Uh-uh. 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 Don't let anything that's like distract you from the kingdom. No, 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 no. That's the reason why when we're born again, we realize it took place. The reason why, what life did I got? My life is, what scripture said, hid with Christ in God. Man, I ain't got no life no more. My life is over the day I was born. Because the day I was born is the day that I died. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you, it's beautiful. Anyway, praise the Lord. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost come upon you. Read on. Mm -hmm. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and in the uttermost part of the earth. That had not yet happened. He had to get the gospel out to the uttermost parts of the earth. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. Amen. They was interested in the kingdom. Now, Zechariah 14, verse 3. This is what y'all need to write down, okay? I'm just going to read um, this first part. Um, let me make sure I want to read this one right here. Okay, read on. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations. He's going to fight against who? Those nations. Those nations. Read on. As when he fought in the day of battle. Now, let me tell you something. America is going to come against the, 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 the king yes, in Jerusalem. <laughs> All the European nations are going to come against the king. All the Chinese, the Japanese, the Africans, they're all going to come against the king at Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Yeah, they are too. And I told you, boy. See, you got to understand. When he getting ready to come, we're gonna be translate, transform. You know what I'm saying? He's got a day that he's gonna. He, I mean, he's got a time frame. He's got to do things in. Yes, Are you following me? Mm -hmm. Huh? I tell you what. On that day of atonement, boy, I want to be on a horse with a sickle in my hand too. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of people whose heads I need to chop off. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Pastor, what's wrong with you? What do you think Jesus is gonna do when he come? I know Christianity. Let me get. Let me get it. Um. No. Um, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. 
That's pretty damn dead, boy, isn't it? Yeah, one step above it. Yeah. One step above it. Yeah. And this is what they're telling y'all. This is what the king represents. I don't read it like that. Not at all. Y'all hearing this? He come back, he going to take vengeance on nations. Amen. Is that right? Amen. Is he falling a day of battle? Read on. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives. Now, wait a minute. If all the feast days have been fulfilled, if all the feast days have been fulfilled like pagan Christianity keeps telling us over and over and over again, has this took place yet? No. His feet has not yet stood up on the Mount of Olives. No, they ain't. Read on. Which is before Jerusalem on the east. Mm -hmm. And on the Mount of Olives Read shall on. cleave in the midst thereof towards the east and towards the west. Come on. And there shall be a very great valley. And half the mountains shall remove towards the north. Have we seen them half the mountains move towards the north? Or the, read on. Or, and half of it toward the south. I ain't seen none of it. Because the Bible says when the king comes, every mountain is going to be made low. And every valley is going to come up. But that's going to be, a, I'm telling you, the composition of his earth is going to change. Amen. Days of Peleg ain't going to have nothing <laughs> on this. Amen. So, see, that's the reason why we tell you you've got to come out of Christianity. You've got to come out of Islam. You've got to come out of Buddhism. You've got to come out of Hinduism. You've got to come out of Judaism. Messianic is. You've got to come out of all this garbage. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Jeremiah 49, verse 15. Read, brother. Come on. We've got to cover this ground. For lo, I will make thee small among the heathen. He's going to make us small among the Are we not small among the heathen? Are we not small among the heathen? Matter of fact, we so small even the heathen hate us. Amen. Read on. And despised among men. Are we not despised among men? Oh, yeah. Come on, Israelites. Read on. Thy terribleness hath deceived thee. Read on. And the pride of thine heart, O thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock. That's them Edomites, them Ashkenazi Jews that are imposters over in Israel right now. Those are the ones who dwell in the cleft of the rock. Read on. That holdest the height of the hill. Come on. Though thou shouldest make thy nest as high as the eagle, Whoa. I will bring thee that down. That eagle keeps coming this. up, don't they? Whoa. Them Edomites, boy, they like perching on them high rises, don't they? Yeah, they think they something, don't they? He can say, but Christ said, I'm going to do what? I will bring thee down from thence, saith the Lord. Read on. Also, Edom shall be a desolation. Ah, there it is. Edom shall be a desolation. Read on. Everyone that goeth by it shall be astonished and shall hiss at all the plagues thereof. When the plagues taking place, you ever read the book of Revelations? Who mm. the plague coming up. Come on. As in the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah. As in the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah. Speak, prophet. Come on. And the neighbor cities thereof, uh -huh. saith the Lord, no man shall abide there. Come on. Neither shall a son of man dwell in it. Isn't that something? So y'all make sure y'all read all the way down to 22, okay? Of that chapter. Let's go to Obadiah, the first chapter, verse 1. Read. The vision of Obadiah, <coughs> thus saith the Lord God concerning Edom. Concerning who? Edom. Concerning who? Edom. Concerning Edom. Y'all know Edom is Esau. Y'all do know that, right? Read on. We have heard a rumor from the Lord, and an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Read on. Arise ye, and let us rise up against her in battle. Come on. Behold, I have made thee small among the heathen. Read on. Thou art greatly despised. Come on. 
The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. Go ahead. Thou that dwellest in the cliffs of the rock. Somebody started in the cliffs of the rocks. Now I'm telling you who they are. They're them Ashkenazi Jews who are now inhabiting the place so-called Israel. Who the book of Revelation says in Revelations 2, 9 and 3, 9. Who are of the synagogue of Satan. Those imposters, they came from the clefts of the rocks. And they rose up through all their wickedness. They're Edomites. Mm -hmm. See, you ain't never heard of this Christianity. Nope. You ain't never heard of this in any faction of Christianity. No. You ain't gonna hear it. You ain't heard this even in Messianic Jews. Nope. How you get to hear it? Because we're not none of us. Amen. We're the children of the king. Amen. Amen. But watch this prophecy. Do we do, are we not hearing what the prophets have said? Yes. Read on. Whose habitation is high, that Ooh. saith in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? Does that sound like America? Yes. Who shall bring me down to the ground? Read on. Though thou exalt thyself as the eagle. As the what? Eagle. As the what? Eagle. As the who? Eagle. God, come on, brother. Amen. Come on. What was one of Germany's greatest signs? Eagle. Eagle. France. Eagle. Europe. Eagle. Russia. Eagle. Eagle. Mm -hmm. Check them out. True. America. Eagle. <laughs> I rest my case. Amen. There go your Rome, your revived Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. Amen. Why you say that passed down about America? You know you said about America. Who else? has a presence in, or a military presence in over 235 countries in this world. Amen. Thank you, brother. <laughs> the eagle. And what is our national symbol? The eagle. Do I need to keep going? No, you're hitting it. Am I driving it home? <laughs> We're coming from the prophets. We're coming from the prophets. Read on. And thou, though set thy nest among the stars, thence will I bring thee. Ho, 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 ho. Thou that set thy nest among the stars. You remember they told us they landed on the moon. They told us that. Of course, I keep telling you somewhere in Nevada or over in the desert. But one of the first things they said when they land, tricks. The eagle has landed. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all the words to say in the universe, why say that? The eagle has landed. Though thou settest thyself among the what? Stars. The eagle has landed. So don't tell me I don't know who Edom is. Oh, Lord. Tell you what, man. He said I was going to give you a... a Mouth of wisdom, mm -hmm. ain't nobody gonna be able to resist it. In other words, to talk like this, you mind you, talk, di talking like this is the type of talking that'll get you killed. Yeah. Not in this spirit, because we dwell in our little walls of safety. Outside these walls, you let me go out there and talk like which I believe I don't get my chance to. I'm gonna make Stephen, whew, and that was a strong man of God. Let me put it like this I hope I can just measure up to Stephen's. Let me go that route. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You better believe it. Be that father, he, he granted. Whew. Ain't going to be nice. 
man. But you make a mess among the among the stars. Read on. Thence will I bring thee down. God said, "I'm gonna Lord. bring you down." Right. Said the Most High. Read on. If thieves came to thee, mm -hmm. if robbers by night, yep. how art thou cut off? Come on. Would they not have stolen till they had enough? Come on. If the grape gatherers came to thee, would they not leave some grapes? Ain't you people taken enough from this earth? <laughs> Ain't you done spoiled and robbed the people enough? Read on. How are the things of Esau searched out? How are his hidden things sought up? And people are going to take me on the team. I read the prophet. Hey, I'm sorry, I read America, you gonna burn. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's why I keep telling y'all. Rome is America. The Greeks, European nations. It's just the truth. The prophets testified to it. Read on. All the men of thy confederacy have brought thee even to the border. The men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee <laughs> and prevailed against thee. Mm, mm, they mm. that eat thy bread have laid a wound under thee. Read on. There is none understanding in him. But watch this. Shall I not in that day, saith Lord, even destroy the wise men out of Edom? You better believe he is. And understanding out of the mountain of Esau? Come on. And thy mighty men, O Taman, shall be dismayed to the end that every one of the mountain of Esau may be cut off by slaughter. How are they going to cut them off? By slaughter. Mm. I think he's going to do that slaughtering too, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I want to make sure. I don't have it written down, but I, I think it's in my head, though. I want to make sure. Let me turn over here real quick. In my mind. Hmm. Oh, man, we'd have to read the whole thing in order to do that. Y'all get a chance, make sure y'all read all of Isaiah, the 8th chapter, okay? I'm not going to send all y'all through all that real quick, all right? All right. Um, where am I at? I'm, the reason why I went and got the prophets because I want y'all to see, okay? I want y'all to see. I know we've been long, but I want y'all to see. I want y'all to have a good understanding, all right? Um, so, as far as Christ coming and setting his feet up on the Mount of Olives, according to Zechariah 14.4, it hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So therefore, the feast has not been fulfilled. Right. The fall feasts are the feasts that are yet to come, yet to be fulfilled. Because when Christ spoke over in Luke, the fourth chapter, he stopped at the proclaiming of the septal year of the Lord. He stopped right after that, and, he, and then the next thing that said, and the day of vengeance. Mm -hmm. And then the comfort all that was in mourning. Those that have not been fulfilled, those are going to be fulfilled during the fall feast time. During the feast of tabernacles. Alright? So you can see why I don't come from a Christian perspective. I don't. I don't try to understand from a Christian perspective. I try to always understand from his perspective. So in order to do that, that means the same experience that Paul had to have of divesting himself, of everything he had to learn, you've got to just set yourself apart. I told you, when you're hearing people, listen to everything. But make sure it's lining up with this. Because anybody can choose to put mental assent to anything. Amen. Anybody can choose to, to put a perspective to anything and call it God. But when you stick with the law, you stick with the prophets, like Jesus told us to, because he told us in Matthew 5, 17, he didn't come destroy the law. He didn't come destroy the prophets. No. Don't even think about that. No. I didn't do that. I come to fulfill everything that they said. Amen. You understand that? So you come from that perspective, you know why Christ coming. Hallelujah. And you won't be deceived. You're not children of the night. You're children of the day. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now look at this. 
Isaiah 51, verse 6. Read, brother. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke. Like what? Smoke. Come on. And the earth shall wax old like a garment. It's, he's got a certain time and it's finished. Read on. And they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But? But my salvation shall be forever. And my righteousness shall not be abolished. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1 read. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved. So this thing is going to be dissolved too like an old garment, brothers and sisters. You know this bodies I see y'all in? That's not you. That's a silhouette that's, that's able. We, we use that to identify each other by. It's not the real you. The real you is that inward man. Amen. Does that make any sense? It's that inward man. When I see that, that, that flesh right there, I say, okay, that's Tyler. But the real Tyler is the, is, the, is the man that is behind that body, if I can use that term, meaning the internal man. This, this is not the real you. This is just a little building you just have to inhabit while you're here on this earth because you've got to have an earth suit to dwell in this earth. And this is just a suit you've got. Now, God didn't say you don't want you to look like some old trashy church building and stuff that's full of rats and mice and everything else. He wants you to take care of it, but he also tells you how to dress your earthly tabernacle. Uh-oh. Read on. We have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. See, while we're going over all this now, when it comes time for us to preach, when they, when they do get here, we ain't got to spend all this time because your mind is already well-versed. You already know where to go. Read on. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Don't y'all? I groan. I do earnest. I believe it or not, there's an earnest desire for me to get my heavenly body. Amen. It really is. Mm -hmm. Come on. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Being clothed, you should not be found what? Naked. And what does the Greeks want to do? Oh, never mind. Read on. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for what, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, ha. that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Ha! Come on. Now he that hath wrought us for the same self thing is God, who also hath given us unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Yeah. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Ain't y'all confident? Yeah. Amen. Now, I mean, I'm here, but man, I know I'm absent right now from the Lord. But I got that hope. Amen. Isn't that right? right. John 2.19, read. Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. What temple was he talking about? His, His body, body, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Second Peter 3. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, read. Yea, I think it meet. As long as I am in this tabernacle. It is what? As long as I'm in this tabernacle. In this tabernacle. To stir you up. It's amazing by, the language is used. Read on. To stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Read on. Knowing that shortly I must put off this, my tabernacle. Put off this, my tabernacle. Even as our Lord Jesus Christ have, has showed He him. showed him. Mm -hmm. He's, who's, who's doing talking? Peter. Peter did? Yeah. Peter did. 
You remember when Christ said, there's some of you standing here shall not ever taste death. Who know what that means? Who know what it means? See, if you don't know what it means, I'm going to show you what it means. All right? Because, see, a lot of people think, yeah, we ain't going to ever taste death because, guess what? We ain't going to never die. No, that ain't what it means. Ain't talking about that spiritual, that spiritual death and living. No, it ain't. Ain't what it's talking about. We're gonna get it. Is all right. You remember when Peter was on um, and saw Christ on Mount Transfiguration? Hmm? Mark chapter nine, verse one. Let's get it. Let's get it. And he said unto them, What did he say? Verily I say unto you, uh -huh. that there be some of them that stand here which shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. Were you standing there? No. But Peter, James, and John was standing there. Yes. Is that right? And he says, there'll be some of you standing here which shall not taste death till they have seen the kingdom, the kingdom of God. God come with power. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus did show it to Peter, James, and John. Verse, verse 2. And after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John. What did he do? And leadeth them up into a high mountain. Come on. Apart by themselves. Come on. And he was transfigured before them. Oh, read on. And his raiment became shining, exceedingly white as snow. Yeah, come on. So as no fuller on earth can white them. Come on. And there appeared unto them Elias with Moses. Read on. And they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles. Three what? Tabernacles. They always talk the language of the word. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important to know the feast days. See, Peter and James and John were standing there. They didn't taste death. They saw the kingdom of God. They saw the transfiguration of Christ. They saw Moses and Elias. They saw them in a glorified state. Remember, Elias, he was taken up into heaven, right? By chariot, right? Chariot? Chariot? Oh, where I went, okay. I want to make sure Christian doctrine hadn't permeated your minds now. Isn't that something? But remember, the Bible said that God buried Moses. God the one who buried him. Now, if he buried him, why come he ain't soul sleeping? I'm telling y'all, the one thing I got for sure, breath go out of your body, you either going to heaven or hell. You better believe it. That's why I talk to us the way I do, to keep us inspired, keep that inspiration of God of knowing that since we're groaning and travailing, but we want have, we have a desire to go be with the king. Amen. That's why death don't frighten us. Yes, now we don't want to just go die just to be dying either now. Mm. You know, I just stick around to my time up. <laughs> Everybody would love to have one of those peaceful passes in their sleep. <laughs> but you don't ever know what you've been appointed to. The idea is to be ready. Be ye also ready. Get rid of the iniquity. Amen. Get rid of the wickedness. In warning, get rid of in warning, fight stuff. Read on. One for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. So he knew. Did he not know? Mm -hmm. He knew. He wanted to make three tabernacles. Isn't that something? Why would he want to make three tabernacles? Significance of the most high come dwelling. Amen. Uh, it's just a language, brothers and sisters. It's just a language. Hmm? So during the Feast of Tabernacles, we're commanded to rejoice. You know what that means? We got a job to do. No murmuring. Can you go seven days without murmuring? 
No fussing. Can you go seven days without fussing? No, no fighting. Can, I mean, think about this. Can you rejoice for seven days for the Lord? Because that's what it says. Can you actually go seven days without murmuring, fussing, fighting, backbiting? This is not a suggestion. It's a commandment. Because that's just the way it's going to be in the kingdom. So you might as well at least practice it seven days. That don't mean you get a ride for the next 358 days to raise hell either. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop murmuring, backbiting, complaining, and fault finding and everything else and try to get a hold to your spirit. Amen. At least for seven days in one year, try to go without complaining about something. Try to go without fussing and fighting each other. Try to go without fault finding. Because it's the time of rejoicing. Y'all glad y'all got this teaching. Is this, not, is this not beautiful? Mm. Y'all see, see how we fed? Y'all see how we fed? I've given them that word. And the world have hated them. We're supposed to be hated. See, if people understood exactly how much love I do have for God's people, then they would listen to me. Amen. I'm not trying to rule over nobody. If I'm trying to rule over nobody, you don't do it the way I do it. No, most rulers use bribery, treachery, and favoritism, and all these other flatteries, and all that. I'm not good at none of that stuff. I just believe either you know me or you don't. Amen. Either you know my intent or you don't. Isn't that right? Amen. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? I think it's good. Now, we've been long. Praise the Lord. I've said it three times already. Good. I'm glad we all know we've been long. <laughs> and I'm the one been long suffering. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> y'all be encouraged. We got a little bit more to go and uh, to come and stuff, but the idea is to get this in us. Amen? Amen. It's a beautiful time of the year. It really, truly is. Beautiful time of year. So we got to. Buy all kind of bananas and grapes and fruit and wine and uh -oh. somebody said, "No, oh, now you uh -oh. got my attention." That's what yeah. Cindy goes there. You got me. <laughs> we supposed to drink no wine. Well, don't drink it. <laughs> Just be more for me. I mean, these people would—they would. In order to be religious, they would defy the word. If you don't want to drink wine, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Just say, I know people, them Israelites, they'll drink it. You know, the Bible tells you, you can use wine for many things. First of all, an infirmity, stomach infirmity. Is it right? We take it during Passover. Is it right? right? Even if you got a wound, pull a wine. You know what it says? You can drink, not for drunkenness. Amen. But religion says, you know, we'll make a profit out of anybody who stands up and condemns strong drink. <laughs> we bless you, Father, for your words of truth. We pray this Sabbath that these sins sink deep down in our hearts in my name of Jesus. Amen. God bless y'all. Hey, you know what? Y'all make sure when y'all get that, don't everybody cry on the computer for that. It's there, though. <laughs> and the title is Babylon is Falling. That's good. Hey, come here, Chuck.